there, everybody. I'm Matthew, and across from me is Ryan, and we are the Ungrown Ups. And today we're gonna rush through this because it is National Ice Cream Day, and we want to get the hell out of here and get some ice cream. Oh yeah, National Ice Cream Day. I am pretty excited, only because you've already celebrated for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. But um, so I I've been doing some different things, right? And I'm not eating like the regular ice cream. Yeah. But I did find Halo Top makes a uh, like a low carb, high fat. I think they call it a keto series. Okay. But they have this flavor. It's like banana. I don't know. It's really like good. banana chocolate, kind of like a chunky monkey kind Kinda, of knockoff. Yeah. It's like banana banana. The only problem with well Halo Top or any of those kind of like good for you ice creams, right? Is that they? It's hard to tell some of them. Like, are you supposed to write with it or eat it? Because they're so chalky. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever actually even had Halo Top. Oh, really? No, what I end up doing is I just go for the bad stuff, but just in a smaller quantity. Yeah, well, that's right? always a good plan. So, like, uh, at Trader Joe's, they have miniature drumsticks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Those are really good. Yeah, and it's something like 240 calories for, like, four of them. Right. <laughs> so I just eat one. Right. Right, and you're like, oh, okay, that's no big deal. That's 60 yeah. calories, and yeah. it's, it totally satiates that, that ice cream, chocolatey, waffle cone Need. I like that they've decided that a serving should be four. Well, I, I, props to Trader Joe's for being realistic here. Because, I mean, you look at some of the s- suggested serving sizes for stuff. Like, when you go to, like, a, a, a vending machine or a convenience store and you pick up a 20-ounce yeah. bottle of soda, there's two and a half servings in that 20-ounce bottle of soda. But, Which is ridiculous. Right. But when, yeah. you, when you're not getting a diet soda or something like that, you're getting two and a half times whatever it says on the label in terms right. of sugar. So, you're getting 60 grams of sugar. So, it's insane. But ice cream this time of year, especially since it's getting or it has been quite warm, yeah, is uh, kind of a great thing today. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's your uh, go-to ice cream? Like, as a kid, like when you went out to thrifties, thrifty. So we would always go to thrifties. And uh, speaking of, well, we can go back to this, but I don't know if you ever got your ice cream ice cream scoop. No, because we talked about. I I haven't gone into a thrifty, especially with this whole COVID thing. Right, right. No sense in really making a trip just to get that. Well, can you buy it on? You can find it online, but everybody, it's sold out on the Thrifty website. Oh, and so it. you're paying the the scalper rates you right, know, on right. eBay or Amazon or whatever. Right. But yeah. So what's your go-to Thrifty flavor? So mint chip. Really? As yeah. a kid, that was your thing? Yeah. It was awesome. I My, still, I love it. I always liked strawberry. My brother was really big on bubblegum. I used to remember the bubble gum with the, the, the pieces actual in gum it. Drop, yeah, 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 yeah. Or gumballs in it. Yeah, it was all right. But that was the shittiest gum. In well, was, it was gum super ice. shitty gum, and the, like, the ice cream was definitely super, super sweet. And yeah. I, I know like I've, I've dabbled in other flavors, but I always come back to either mint chip or I used to love uh, like anything peanut butter. Okay. Um, they had that. They used to have uh, a flavor that had peanut, like actual peanut butter in it. So when you went for these Halo Top flavors, what were you picking? Kind of the same thing. Looking for a peanut butter. Looking for a no. It was basically whatever chip. I could get. So they have like their regular series, and then they have this keto series. Yeah. And, and I wanted to try the keto series. They only had two different flavors uh, at the Target down here, so that's what I got. The other day we were walking around the the uh, neighborhood, and it was getting kind of warm. So like, oh, let's let's walk over to the uh, grocery store and pick up some ice cream. Um, and so we, we were walking by, we, we bumped into one of the, the neighbor kids and he's like, where are you guys going? We're like, oh, we're going to get some ice cream. What do you want? And he's like, vanilla. And, uh, his babysitter was there. And like she's, that's the, that he wanted that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's seven. So, I mean, okay. actually, no, he's not even seven. He's, he's young. He's actually, I think he's just four or five. He's five. Oh, okay. And so he just literally wanted just vanilla. 
And his babysitter wanted, uh, I think it was mint chocolate chip. Yeah. And so we're like, we can get you both mint. He's like, no, you heard me. Vanilla. Whoa. So we went. <laughs> we're like, all right, whatever. It's aggressive. Yeah, he, he's he's an interesting kid. He's, he's kind of funny. But anyway, so we walked over to the grocery store. And so we were looking at getting just those small little quart sizes. Yeah. Or a little, I guess, pint. I don't know. Uh, sizes of, of ice cream. And a full-on gallon of Tillamook ice cream was two ninety nine, or That's super cheap. Yes, yeah, weird. it was on sale. Oh, okay. And then these little itty bitty kind of like pint sized uh, packages were fifty cents more. It was like, it was more expensive to get the smaller ones for them. That's strange. Than it was for us to get the bigger container for us. But, right, right. That's weird. But you know, ice cream you can't really complain. Yeah, uh, Tillamook ice cream is really good too, actually. And I lied to you; it's banana cream pie is what they call it, and it's actually a really good flavor. The the one we picked up at the uh, grocery store was Marionberry Pie. So I don't it, know what it, a Marionberry is. It's an Oregon thing. It's it's a cross of like a, a blueberry. And, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, something yeah, else. It's like okay. it's a hybrid fruit. Yep. But with the the flavor of ice cream, it's it's like basically like a vanilla swirl with the berry in it. But it's actually got pie crust chunks in the ice cream, and it's quite good. Sounds like it'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. It was. I would not kick that out of the freezer. That was a good thing. So well, speaking of berries, did you know that the boysenberry is not made with boys? No, it is, well, first off, it's not made with boys. Okay, uh, but it was actually developed in the twenties, and uh, Walter Knott, yeah, yeah, Knott's Berry Farm, right? So he was like basically made the boysenberry famous, but it's an engineered berry. Yeah, that whole thing was like he had a, a fruit stand selling the berries, yep. and that had traffic and a little bit of demand, and I think that's what got his wife to start the restaurant. And then the restaurant started getting all crazy. And then people were, didn't want to wait in line. So that's so where they, they started the amusement park. So speaking of Knott's Berry Farm really quick, they are open. Are they really? Well, they're doing like a food wine festival, something like that, that you have to get special reservations for. And okay. I think it actually is over this weekend, but I'd read about that the other day. Yeah. No way. Uh-huh. Super I, limited. They had like 10% capacity. Because I know like downtown Disney is starting to open up. So like the shops and stuff outside right. of Disneyland have opened up, but... I don't really have a desire to do either of those things. No, not at all. And I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be interesting. I don't know how they're doing downtown Disney, but that place isn't like it's not super wide. So it is very crowded. Yeah. Um, which is kind of troublesome. But so National Bee, or excuse me, National Ice Cream Day is today. It is also National Urban Beekeeping Day. So all of you urban beekeepers, today's your day. National Daiquiri Day is today. Um, which is a thing I will not be having. It's a sweet day between honey, daiquiris, and ice ice cream. cream. It's National Football Day, apparently, but that's in gray, so I'm not sure what that means. Just for everybody listening, we are on the nationaldayarchives.com website that is a real thing. Uh, On tomorrow is... (laughs) I'm reading this as we're talking. National Get Out of the Doghouse Day is tomorrow. So you screwed up today, and tomorrow's your day to get out? Yeah, tomorrow you're out. Strawberry rhubarb pie day is tomorrow. Lollipop day. Huh. Uh, <laughs> what the hell does it take to create a national day? We, we should figure out how we should do like an ungrown-up day. I think we should. And then we need to figure out what day it is, because that, uh, you know, like what day do you have it on? You can't just pick a random day. Right, right. Like, There's got to be some thought. National Ice Cream Day floats, so it's the third Sunday in July is always known as or will be known as national ice cream day and it was huh. something that i think reagan did so like this really? one, that one's like an official holiday but All some right. of these like you know national dog day that's yeah. in august 
Huh. <laughs> but yeah, what day would you pick for a national? <laughs> April 10th is National Report IRS Tax Fraud Day. But why wouldn't it be like the, the 16th, the day after you submitted your taxes? Why is it a day at all? Yeah. Like, who, should you be doing who, it all year round? Who hates themselves that much that they're like, you know what? I'm going to start a National Report IRS Tax Fraud Day. Huh. Like, what would our day be? What would National Ungrown Up Day be? My like, birthday. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, self, I guess it, it would make sense. But, I mean, it could be like the, the first day of, of summer. Yeah. It could be the day that, you know, Nintendo was released. Ooh, or, that's a good one. Or the day Pee-wee's Big Adventure hit the theaters or some just random. I think we need we need the hive mind to make some suggestions. Yeah. And the other thing is, is, do we do it so it's a fixed date? So it's like, you know, August 17th. Oh, or, yeah. Or if it's the third Tuesday or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it depends. If we're going to pick a day that's like, I don't know, uh, the first day of summer, then that kind of changes because the right. solstice, right? So, right. I don't know. I think, uh, I wonder how much it costs. Do you think you have to pay for it? Well, I, I know, like, to be officially recognized, it's literally like an act of Congress. So somehow, like, it's slipped into a bill or something that they're, you know, a piece of legislature that they're signing. Huh. But I know that there's some sites where you can kind of just keep track of some, and maybe some of these are more, like, informal kind of national days. But yeah. I need to tell my, uh. I need to tell my family national or July 26th is national aunts and uncles day. So if you're, you're expecting, yeah, I, I mean, they celebrate, you know, secretary's day yeah. and boss's day. And so it's also national parents day, which is kind of shit. Cause you know, pick one. Well, if you're in Alabama, you could be both. Whoa. Right. Whoa. Your cousin, mom, sister. Sure. I mean, it's possible. I guess. Probably. I don't know. Uh, Relationships these days are so complicated with divorces and step siblings and and all these things and like July 29th, National Chicken Wing Day. I will I'm on board for that one. (laughs) I wonder when National Chicken Breast Day is. I don't know. (laughs) That would actually be really funny. Like each part today is National Chicken Thigh Day. Yeah. But there's like there's weird ones like International Tiger Day, uh, National Lipstick Day. World Day? No, that's that's normal. National Chicken Chicken Cordon Blue Day is April fourth. <laughs> National Talk in an Elevator Day is July thirty first. Uh huh. I know there was talk like a Pirate Day. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to that? Well, it's it. I, I, good question. <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, is that still a thing? Because I remember. I mean, it's September, I think. Is it? Oh, interna- international is oh. yeah, September nineteenth. Which, speaking of September, I live right by the Orange Circle. Every year they, they do the Orange Street Fair uh, Labor Day. Do they announce that it's canceled for this year? It must be canceled. Because I know that a bunch of events have been canceled, but then seemingly enough, like other events are still going on as planned. Like being in the automotive industry, like the, the SEMA show is in Las Vegas, and it's yep. usually the end of October, beginning of November. And it's, it's like the second largest trade show in Vegas behind the Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah. And... From what I've heard, it's still going. They're still planning to do it this year. So what the last thing I read was that they are trying to figure out capacities and mask requirements and all that stuff because Vegas is open. Yeah. I I don't I, know. I, I, I had a I had friends actually visiting Vegas this weekend and I was like, Oh, that's good for you. Like I that's just not something that I, I think would come up on my radar as a place I'd want to go. 
No, I I I know several people that have gone, and I don't get it. Because like, it's it's one thing for yeah, okay, it's Vegas, so the casinos are open, bars, and everybody's yeah. kind of just behaving like no. But the other thing is, is you have people traveling there from other possibly higher risk right. cities, states, visiting there, and then going back. And I've never needed to gamble that bad. No, that I'm like, hey, it's a pandemic, might as well go gamble. Yeah, yeah. And, no. it, and the other thing is, is like being in Southern California, you can technically scratch your gambling itch in any of those Indian casinos. So you can go to Palm Springs, right. you can go down to San Diego, um, any of those Indian casinos, you have the opportunity to do slots and card games and stuff like that. So it's other than going to like going to SEMA and I've been to Vegas for a couple other things before, but um, I've never understood the appeal of the place. Yeah. I have friends that, you know, that, that live there and. Their, their whole thing is Vegas is more than just a strip. And, you know, for those people that live there, they rarely, if ever, visit the strip. It's just a place to take friends from out of town or something to show them around or whatever. But you can live, I guess, somewhat normally away from the strip. So, like, in Henderson or... Yeah, but then it's just a hot desert. Yes. I don't understand the appeal. Same thing with, like, Phoenix. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm going to a hot desert... Well, yeah, you're going, but you're going to Palm Springs temporarily and yeah. for like a vacation to get away and have a pool. Yes. Basically, we're doing the exact same thing we're doing now, working from home, yeah. just in somebody else's house that has a pool. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's fine. That's not, you know, that's a, a temporary thing. We talked about, I think last time, going up the gondola and you yeah. know, going in the pool and all the all the stuff. I did look into it. So the, the, uh, the gondola, the tram, the yeah. aerial tramway is closed. Okay. Um, you can drive up there, but you have to go like through Idlewild on the backside. So basically, right from Palm Springs is not convenient, but yeah, you yeah. could drive up uh, to uh, the top to what is, I think it's Mount San Jacinto. I think uh-huh. what it is. When you're going, when are you going tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Leaving tomorrow and then just hanging out for the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be back next weekend, but it'll just be a nice, nice chance to really just change the scenery, if anything. Well, and that's, I mean, that's kind of the nice thing. Because it's not right? like we're sightseeing. It's yeah. not like we're going, we're definitely not eating out at restaurants or right. anything like that. Um, I've, I've had to, I've had to be in town for just some work stuff, right? So I've had to be around. Um, but I I think in the next, I don't know, maybe month I'll have like a week I can bail. and I want to do the same thing. I'm going to try and go somewhere and just work from there. Yeah, because that's the nice thing is it, it's, it's close enough to home that you're not really feel like you're exposing yourself to something new and foreign. Right. You know, in terms of risk. Right, right, right. Um, so it was it was comfortable in that regard. And the fact that it's 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 also a location that even if it wasn't this whole pandemic thing, it's not a place you really spend a ton of time outside because it's just so yeah. damn hot. Yeah, exactly. I mean like this week's forecast, Monday it'll be hundred and twelve but it cools down to a, a brisk 105 on Thursday. Oh, nice. So you're basically going to be in the water, in the shade, or in the air conditioning. It's too bad you don't have like a waterproof computer and you could just work from in the pool. That'd be awesome. That would be. Just like right on the edge, just typing away. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, well, know, how, I don't know if that's... I know the iPhones, I mean, they're, they're now, you, you can get them wet and you can get them dunked underwater and stuff, but I don't think the iPads do. No. You'd have to get, like, one of those... Um, cases, the yeah, Otterbox right, case right, thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't care about working that much to bring it in the pool. You know, but I mean, it would be, be kind of rad. It would be. Yeah. But... Yeah, I went swimming on a... Uh, on a day in the past? Yeah, I went like, swimming. Man, recently, too. I, uh... 
used the pool, but now I can't even remember when it was. It wasn't for very long, but it was nice. Where'd you go swimming at? At your sister's house? I was my sister's and my mom's. Yeah, we've we've done some. I mean, you get a pool, and it's been, you know, we've had, it's kind of a heat wave. It's been, yeah. it was in the 90s last week. So, right. Yeah, it was really nice just to go and jump in the pool after work or, you know, get the, <laughs> I don't know, get cooled off. Yeah. My mom's got one of those pools, though, that it's um, like a, a tan bottom, kind of. Okay. So, like, it's not blue or white or whatever. It's a little tan. So, that pool gets really warm when it's hot Just out. Just by having that slight color. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, It gets really warm. I mean, it's is really that, nice. Is that why they did that color? Just to heat the pool better than a, a white surface? I would imagine that was part of it. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Like, yeah Apparently. Um, do you, you know that whole Fanta Black thing or Fanta yeah, yeah, Black, yeah. whatever? Okay, did you hear about... There's whatever the new darkest black is, whatever that color is. I don't freaking know. But if you painted the bottom of the pool, it would actually boil the water. That's insane. Because it absorbs so much so energy. Much yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. That is crazy. No, yeah, I mean, this 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 vacation will just, I mean, it's, I shouldn't even really call it a vacation. It's just a change of scenery mm-hmm. is all it really is because there's no sightseeing. There's no exploring. It's just a change of scenery. We're staying in a place that's decorated Mid-century modern. I was going to say, is it total Palm Springs? It's Yeah. Yeah. Total Palm Springs. Uh, other than the fact that it's got modern like TV hanging on the wall, the furniture is mid-century. Right. It's, it's, it's chill. Right. But, you know, we're not going golfing. We're not going out. It's just a change of scenery yeah. that's, what, an hour and a half from home. So it's just a, a, a convenient way of, of kind of getting out of the house yeah it's a nice getaway it's something to yeah. something to look at that's different than what you see every day right yeah, yeah i mean i've that that's the hard part is that you know being in you get into like a routine so this past week i think because i was out and about doing some stuff for work i think it was a it was a weirdly hard week um just because you're not used to it anymore and you get in those routines right like you go and you sit at the wherever your computer is for a while and then you'll try to move around the house a little bit right. but you're in this same thing every day it's just this routine and it gets it gets tedious so even having that change of scenery i think is going to be pretty awesome yeah. for you and we, and we prepped for our our trip to palm springs they're watching the new uh adam um adam sandberg or andy sandberg yeah, yeah andy movie sandberg. on uh on hulu called palm springs and it was actually really damn good we watched it it came out like on a Friday night, maybe like two weeks, two weekends ago. And uh, I caught half of it because my wife was watching it. And then uh, this past weekend, I watched it again in, in entirety. It's yeah. basically Groundhog Day set in Palm Springs. But instead of just like one character, like Bill Murray's character going through this loop, there's technically two. And actually, there's a third person that, that's going through this uh, repeating day experience. And it's actually pretty funny yeah it sounds really funny i'd like to see it i didn't even i wasn't even aware of it until you uh you mentioned it earlier today so i'm gonna have to check that out later yeah they they, uh they kind of push it a little bit farther than than bill murray does right in in some areas and it's just i found it funny because one of the characters references that he lives in irvine that's really so that's just a, a i mean if you live in southern california you live in orange county you know where irvine is yeah somebody in the midwest may not get the joke but to me i found it quite funny that whoever the writer was thought, okay, that's the city I'm going to use right. for this character. And it's, you know, it's set in Palm Springs. So yeah. Irvine to Palm Springs is about an hour and a half. So that all makes sense. But it, it was a uh, entertaining watch in the one and a half times that I watched it. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to... What do you mean one and a half times? Well, because Jeanette was watching it, and I was in and out of the house while it was on, so I oh, watched... Oh, and then you watched it again? But then I watched it all in the beginning, because I, I missed some of the beginning, and I, right. I missed the, the ending, so I right, wanted to see it. the whole thing again. Yeah, I, it's, I'm going to have to watch that. I watched uh, Knives Out last night, is what I ended up watching. What's it? It's... Um, <clears throat> So like there's this rich writer and he dies and then it's figuring out the the family was all there. And Is it like Clue kind of thing? Kind of like, like Clue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of like Clue. And then the there's this detective that gets hired. He's like a private investigator. He's played by Daniel Craig. Um, which is kind of weird because he has a southern accent, so it's kind of hard to... Does he stick with that accent the oh, whole yeah, time? Oh, yeah, No, he does a pretty good job. Because it's always funny when you watch a movie when somebody's got an accent, and all of a sudden in certain scenes yeah, it's like there. Yeah, like in and out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 he, he did really well. Uh, it was it had a really good cast. It's got, um, what's uh, Captain America? Chris Evans or whatever his name is? Steve? One well, of the Chris's, yeah. Yeah, anyways, it, well, it's definitely not Steve because that's actually Captain America. But, um, yeah, it's got him. It's got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's got Daniel Craig. It's got... Other folks that I'm drawing a blank on right now, but so yeah, would it was you pretty call good. it like a, a dramedy? A no, com- it's definitely comedy? more of a comedy. Okay, yeah, like a mystery comedy. So, uh, what's the Knives Out reference to? Like, what's the title? There's this weird sculpture of knives. Okay, interesting. Yeah, there's, and then there, they do say like there is a comment about Knives Out, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, it's pretty good. And then Old Guard is on the list for me that I want to see. Uh, Charlize Theron, it's based on a graphic novel. Looks really, really good. I I'm, don't know. It's I'm an act, a, action film. Yeah, I'm not a comic book fan, so, oh, yeah. an action, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just another action film, uh, yeah. but I've heard really good stuff about that, and then I've been watching, I guess, <clears throat> I started Doom Patrol, which I had never watched, which is a HBO, DC, you know, another one of those with superheroes and whatnot, but yeah. they're all really effed up. Like, There's literally more TV than there is time to watch everything. Oh, yeah, no, it's absolute insanity, but... You know, like we've talked before, I usually have something running in the background, and that's right, like the right. latest it's thing. Your so background noise. I haven't, I couldn't tell you exactly what's happening. So right? when you when you're watching this and you're and you're working at your your computer or whatever, and something happens, do you go, "What the hell was that?" And you like rewind it to rewatch it, or do you just keep working and then? Sometimes I do, but what'll end up happening is I'll rewind it and be like, "Okay," and then I don't pay attention again the second time. So <laughs> yeah, so I I gave up. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's. Enough that I know sort of what's going on, right? Like, and Brendan Fraser is in it, which I thought he was dead after Encino Man, but yeah, he's apparently not. Is he just not finding work or something, or is he no, did he so, choose to not? Well, I guess so. I, I looked into it a little bit, and apparently he came out and and said, "Hey, look, you know that I was abused. Essentially, like that this was not okay, and it sort of screwed up his career." Oh, yeah. Oh, damn! I didn't realize Somebody he was like outcast. Touched for... his tushy. Oh man! Apparently, against his will, and he yeah, spoke yeah, up yeah. against. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like, hey, this isn't cool, and they basically like kind of blackballed him for a while. That seems such a strange thing because it's not like it's he's accusing anybody like unfairly. You know, he's just saying, hey, this happened to me. Yeah, I think he kind of the Me Too thing sort of yeah got him to talk out and yeah yeah. That's but the he strangest thing. You know, he's he does really. I keep, I think he's good in this show. He plays a. I mean, you see him in some of it, but he's a robot for most of it. Oh, interesting. Like, so he's a NASCAR driver. He dies in a in a crash. Not nice. a NASCAR crash, actually. He dies in an, another vehicle uh, while he's driving with his wife and his daughter. He and the, the wife and the, the, everybody dies. But this, like, mad scientist guy basically takes his brain and welds a robot body for him. Huh. So now he lives in that. But they're all, like, so there's him. Cyborg is in it. 
there's this girl called Jane who's basically like 65 different personalities. There's some girl that turns into like a blob. There's a guy that so they're but they're all like super fucked up. Are you familiar mentally. with this like graphic novel to begin with? Like, is this something that you're okay? I know that character because yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and some of the characters are crossover characters. Well, one of Cyborg's a crossover character. I think so is Mister Nobody. But anyways, they um they're all just super screwed up in the head, and it kind of dives into a lot of that and talks yeah. about it. it it's, it's it's super interesting, and I'm sure it would be even better if I paid attention. <laughs> But that's not happening. Because yeah. to your point, there's too much TV. Like, how are you supposed to keep up with all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, and like literally the stuff like we've been binge watching in our house right now. Grace and I have been watching Mythbusters. Yeah. You know, but that's, for me, it's it's not really like a a new thing. I've seen most of these episodes when they first aired on Discovery Channel so many years ago. Like, it's crazy that that show's been off the air for already seven years. It's crazy that Grant's dead. That was what was nuts. Because we started getting into it about maybe two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And working through it and all of a sudden seeing the news yeah. that Grant Imahara passed away of a brain aneurysm. Yeah, that's insane. Was just mind blowing. And then I having to tell Grace and the next time we're watching, I'm like, Oh, see Grant? He's like, Yeah, I'm like, he actually passed away this past, you know, week or whatever it was. Right. And then having to explain to him what a brain aneurysm is and and how that can happen and basically how there's really no way to prevent it from happening. Yeah, there's no a, clue. It just happens. Yeah. yeah. And uh so that was interesting. But He's been enjoying these these challenges. Like so, today we watched the one where they they were testing out the myth that a I don't know what the actual myth was, but they were basically they made square wheels, and they were trying to see if they can get a smooth ride on a truck outfitted with square wheels, depending on the orientation of the wheels that they yeah. started with the, on the flats or on an angle, and they found like the faster they they drove, the smoother it. It rode, but of course it was still much rougher than yeah. a round wheel. Right, right. But it was it was kind of fun watching them do that one. And then when I left the house, they were um, building various rockets, uh, testing at one myth where a guy rode like a fifty-five gallon uh, barrel that had some like fuel vapor in it, and he rode it like a rocket. What? And then somebody that outfitted a uh, a go kart with a rocket, like a rocket powered go kart. Yeah, I can see that. So. Those are just kind of fun, and for yeah. Grace and anything that's that's tangent, tangently related to automotive, you know. So anything that has some sort of car or truck or some sort of uh, motorsports kind of angle to it, he's he's in. I have not watched MythBusters in a long time, but I, I did really like that show. And then there was the White Rabbit Project. If you're right, watching that, and that was, was a Netflix good. only thing. Yeah, yep, that yep, was yep. I think back in 2014 or something, in 2015, something like that. But the the cool thing with with uh, the way it's on Hulu is it doesn't seem to be quite as annoying as watching it on TV because when you watch it on TV, it goes to commercial, comes back to commercial. The first bit of it is recapping right. what happened before it went to commercial and then resuming. Yeah. On Hulu, they've edited all those recaps out, so it cuts to a commercial, and then when it comes back, they just pick up right where they right left where off. Was. Yeah, that's cool. So it it's a much faster way of enjoying the, the show. Yeah. So that that's that's basically been the biggest binge watch for us over the last couple of weeks. I watched a few episodes of, <clears throat> so I didn't, I, I don't know, I guess HBO, I think it is, has um, Top Gear after all the incident, right? So it's right, got right. the new host. And some guy some guy called Chris something. He's some comedian or BBC host. Oh, yeah, he sucked. He yeah. was terrible. Uh, the What's the guy? Joey or whatever his yeah, name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But anyway, so I watched a few of those um, and they're, 
terrible. That's on HBO? Yeah, I think it was on HBO. That's that's the craziest thing is is trying to figure out when you're talking to somebody that you watch something, but you can't remember what you watched it on. Right. Because, I mean, when you're watching TV, you're like, okay, I know what channel I'm watching. But when for some reason, when you're watching a streaming service, right. it's a lot harder to keep it straight. Like, is it on Hulu? Is it on Amazon Prime? Is it on Netflix? Is it on yeah. HBO Max? Is it on... Now there's the Peacock. Yeah, I, and I, I guess that's NBC. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like, had no clue until everybody yeah. need their own fucking streaming service. Well, it's and it's bull because we've decided that cable companies should go away, and now you want all this streaming stuff, and that's what you're going to do. So right, everybody wants to capitalize on it. It just sucks. Yeah. There's uh, what else did I watch recently? And by what watch is loose? And that's me. what I was going to say. Like, I mean, you had on in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard with my ears. Yeah. Most of, and sort of paid attention to stuff, but but yeah, I was I was surprised at how bad the new Top Gear or newer Top Gear episodes are. Yeah, they, they that guy Chris, I can't remember his name, but he was he was only on for a few episodes. Or I think they maybe the first, the first season. season. Yeah, yeah they, they should canned him after that. But yeah, well, and then it's Chris Harris, some other guy that I don't know who he is. Yeah, uh, I think he's an internet blogger or something like that. And I, then <clears throat> and then. Uh, I'm waiting on the uh, the next episode for the Grand Tour. So they filmed an episode in Madagascar. Right. And they were editing it during the beginnings of this whole coronavirus pandemic. And so the, the episode has been edited. It's been submitted to Amazon. And so now it's just a matter of Amazon releasing it. And so well, the guys, hopefully it's soon. Right. But the guys have no idea right. when it'll go on. And they, they, I think they had plans to do Russia, which have been scrapped. And there were some other adventures. So... That's a great show. And, of yeah. course, it's those same three guys from Top Gear. So it's... Well, and, it, and I like it, too, because it's got... I, I don't know. I think there's a better spirit. The Top Gear, like, they, it, it's obvious that they've tried to recreate a lot of the same stuff with different people. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a little bit frustrating, but... Yeah. The the Top Gear with, that had uh, James May, Richard Hamm- uh, Hammond, and uh, Jeremy Clarkson, there are three British presenters that really got a huge following with people that don't have much interest in cars because the way these guys interact and the, and the way they, they do these various challenges or experiences or whatever was entertaining enough that it appealed to a mass audience. Like my wife actually enjoys the grand tour and the older top gear episodes with these guys. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got a ton of people into, Top Gear that had no, they didn't care about cars, but right. they would sit and watch it and they would, oh God, there's a new episode out, let's watch. Yeah. Because it's just so entertaining. Yeah. And so they're really funny. That That is the one thing I'm hoping to see sometime soon is that Madagascar episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because um, they, for this season of the Grand Tour, they've only launched or released one. one episode. Yeah. And it was uh, Vietnam. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. Those boats are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so the Madagascar one, I think they each had to take a vehicle well it's kind of the same thing they always have to take a vehicle of some sort build it outfit it to meet some sort of condition for this yeah. crazy some ridiculous challenge yeah voyage right. or odyssey that they have to do but yeah so that'll be some fun yeah it's gonna be cool i mean if it ever comes out like i said i don't i don't know when they're talking about stuff coming out it's really frustrating because they, they, it's weird. Like coronavirus has screwed up the cadence for so many different things, like the schedule for so many different things. A lot of stuff gets put on hold, and it's strange. Like right now, movies would be coming out, right? And then some stuff that was supposed to come out like a lot later is being moved up. Like the Hamilton, 
that uh, Broadway. Uh, oh yeah, musical. it's on Disney or something. Like yeah, that? it's on Disney, yeah. and it, they it was going to be a theatrical release in 2021 mm. that they just moved up and released it on Disney Plus. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Disney Plus. Uh, two weeks ago, I think maybe the Fourth of July. Somewhere yeah, around there. I, I've heard it's interesting, and I it's on the list of things to watch, which means I'll get to it in 2025. Yeah, I don't have Disney Plus, so I'll never get to watch it, but I'm okay yeah. with it. Well, I did that when they first launched. They had this super, super cheap deal. And yeah. So I did that. It was worth it. It was worth it for The Mandalorian. Right. Is that still going? Uh, season one's over. Right. Obviously. Season two, uh, soonish, I hope. Okay. So they there is like some. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're already working on it. In fact, I've heard they're filming season two and three. Okay. Because that's always the weirdest thing is sometimes they're like, all right, they'll. they'll create a season put it out there and then sometimes that's it yeah no mandalorian will keep going and then uh they've got another i think it's animated series called bad batch okay that's coming out another star wars series and then uh stranger things new season of stranger things at the end of the month it's been a while hasn't it Uh i think it's the end of the month has it been like a year uh it's been close enough i'm pretty sure it's the end of this month it's an end of a month Yes. Yes, because, you know, time and dates don't really matter a whole lot. Well, every, it doesn't. It, every that, day is Blur's Day. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, let's see. Oh, maybe, it, maybe it's not the exact date. What did I see? So maybe it wasn't Stranger Things. I saw something that said it's coming at the end of this month. And, and you now, got excited for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I don't remember what it was. So now I've, I've obviously clearly confused myself. That's not good. <laughs> is it the signs of, of aging? I think it's the signs of dementia, COVID, COVID. Yeah, yeah. It's just that, that warped reality, right? Well, that is the, the biggest thing. It's like just planning time and just figuring out schedules and stuff. It's just such a weird, yeah. and it's even to the point where you can say, okay, well, we'll try to do this in two weeks, but there's so many other variables that could change that. You could be like, okay, maybe there's a, a, not a lockdown, but maybe there, there things tighten up and restrictions are in place, so you can't go do that one thing that you were planning to do. So it, it gets kind of nutty. Like I was looking at the news the other day, and the thing that surprised me with this pandemic is there's a coin shortage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, like it, I find it highly amusing. Yeah, like how is that a thing? <clears throat> but apparently, because people are shopping online, uh-huh. getting their groceries delivered, they're not going to the grocery store and using cash. Well, and a lot of the people that. Uh, are going or like a lot of stores don't want cash. So they're using card only. Right. right? Or just even thinking of like, okay, germs. Right. Right. So like if I hand you money out of my wallet and you have to make change, it's that whole, you're touching shit. I'm touching it. Whereas you can do the Apple pay or the contact pay. And that's what a lot of stores are. They're, they're trying to make you do. So now you don't have like the circulation requires on people requires people to be using it right then it moves around and apparently with with uh the coronavirus the u.s mint has also reduced production right either down to manpower or whatever Which, it is so at, at this point they should probably just get rid of pennies let's uh let's but do that fountains finally everywhere the, would be nah, empty. you know then they'll have dimes or yeah, nickels. nickels i don't care yeah but yeah, get rid of pennies canada got rid of pennies oh yeah there's uh europe doesn't have pennies anymore either. yeah <clears throat> or the euro wherever they use the euro so sorry uh england but the uh yeah, pennies have been gone for a long time. Yeah, the coin the coin shortage just cracks me up because I've got a bunch of them over there if anybody needs them. But what are you going to do with them? Like yeah. I normally get, and even when normal times, I'll take my coins, they go into a little bucket thing, and yeah. then eventually I take it to coin Yeah, I, I never go out to the store 
with coins in my pocket. I'll, I oh. may come home right with coins, but yeah, yeah it's the weirdest thing. It's, it's just like it's a one way trip for coins. They just come <laughs> right. home. They don't leave until yeah. I go to the coin star, yeah. dump it in there, and put it onto an Amazon gift card. You get a hundred percent of the amount on the gift card. Yeah, and so you're like, all right, there's yeah. that. There's a sign at the gas station that I stop at. Uh, normally to get gas <clears throat> and it, they have a sign inside and it says coin shortage, please pay with exact change or use a card. Huh? Yeah. I, I saw in the article, the way that some retailers are addressing it is they're rounding up your purchase. And so the dollar, right. To yeah. the nearest dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll take whatever that amount is and then they'll donate it to charity. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I guess reasonable, but it, most of the time, it's like, oh, who cares? It's 17 cents. It's but like, do you know what, what actually does piss me off? And I don't know why we can't fix this. So you go to like, let's say you're at Target and you buy something and it's $22. But then you get to the thing and then they add tax and all the other bullshit. And oh. it's like $24 and whatever yeah. cents. Why can't you just say how much it is with tax? That's how they do it in most of the rest of the world. Yeah. In Europe and in Japan, they have yeah. the, the VAT built into the price. Right. So you can see it. Yeah. Why, why is that hard? I, I, is it because there are so many different tax structures in each city, county, whatever, that the labeling would be difficult? I so then label is, it at the store level. Yeah, but even then, because the corporate typically sets pricing, right? Because, I mean, I worked at Circuit City back in the day, so I'd have to put up price tags and stuff and yeah. get them off the printer and stuff. And so corporate would set the pricing, um, and then we would put the, the put up the tags and stuff for the mm-hmm. items. So I think at that point, you would have just all these variables. But I know as a kid... That was the worst thing because you got. I have twenty bucks burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah. That I got from grandma. Right. I want to buy this nineteen ninety nine, you know, item. And then and you then, got to borrow money from your parents, right? Because your twenty bucks doesn't have twenty dollars of buying power, right? It's bullshit. Yeah, that that would be nice. Yeah, anything, and it could be like a banana. Yeah, and the, the crazy well, thing I is, I don't know like if there's you, tax on bananas, but whatever. <clears throat> Only certain foods get taxed, and I think I think you have to foods. be prepared, right? So prepared if it's foods are taxed a raw them. vegetable, I don't think you pay tax correct yeah like i can go to trader joe's and do quite a bit of shopping and have very little in tax because most of the items are like fresh veggies right. and, and things like that um well, i would hope you're not buying rotten veggies but whatever no no but i mean you know trader yeah, joe's yeah, does have a, a decent yeah. amount of yeah frozen yeah, right, right, right. items but then where when i go to target i'm not buying all the fresh stuff i'm buying you know a bag of chips i'm buying you know a box of crackers or whatever and those are the things that you're getting taxed on yeah but as a tourist it's much easier to go shopping in other countries because you know I have this much yen or this many euros or right. whatever it is, and you can figure it out. And if you look closely at those price tags, they will actually show you the price without tax in smaller print. Right. So if you're doing one of those tax-free shopping things and you have your passport with you, you can see what you'll actually pay. Yeah. But yeah, stateside, that's not the way it is. But No, and it, I mean, it, there's it, if anybody can figure out how to fix this, that'd be great because it's... It's like, you know, you go to buy something, you either got to do the tax in your in your head, or if you're in the wrong city or the wrong county, then it's totally different. It's it's always like, surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I basically just taught Grayson. I'm like, just to estimate. 10%. 10%. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of the easiest way for a kid to kind of figure out, okay, how much extra do I need right. to, uh, to swing and, and cover the taxes? But the whole thing about, yeah, not having to worry about it in Europe and in Japan is great, except there's only 28 countries out of... Right, a couple hundred in the world that will actually take American citizens right now. Uh, U.S. citizens. Are there that many? I thought we were pretty much locked out of everything right now. The twenty-eight countries that you can visit are probably ones you wouldn't want to visit. Right. So, um, 
Yeah, but I mean, like Europe is off limits. Yep. You know, Japan, no Canada, China, yeah, Canada, no Mexico, right? Costa Rica, yeah. So there's there's a lot of awesome destinations that are pretty much off limits to America. So mm. the the wall that that the president wanted to build kind of got built by other yeah, countries that don't right, want us coming right. to see them. So yeah, I um, it's a real bummer too because I want to go to Iceland really bad, and now. That's not going to happen. I was going to go last summer uh, when I got, I think we talked about this. I was going to go when I got back from my big trip, which is by Iceland the way. Is Iceland the one that's all green and then Greenland's all icy or is it? No. no. Well, yes. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, because you can't go to Europe and that's part of Europe. So I can't go there. Uh, I, you know, I, I should have gone last year when I had the chance. Uh, I didn't like an idiot. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, a year ago I was in. Wasn't Liard a year ago? Avoid to your point. Oh you yeah, said yeah, earlier, yeah, avoiding murderers. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's the joy of Facebook. You know, when you when you travel and you post pictures of your adventures, and then on that anniversary or whatever, they'll remind you of it. And so you've been sharing a lot of your your memories on this day, kind of yeah. thing from 2019 of of your escaping a lot or. Canadian murderers, Alaskan adventure. I always look at, I look at them on Facebook and I've been kind of just posting one thing a day on, on Instagram. Cause that's about when I started using Instagram. And it's honestly one of the only reasons I, I was thinking about this is really one of the only reasons I even keep Facebook around anymore is it's for just, the memories every yeah. day. And then I don't, I looked at the last time I posted and it was something dumb and I don't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. Facebook sucks. Social media is pretty shitty. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. You know, and it's, and it's sad for some people that is their entire source of news is just what they see on social media. Well, there's their entire source of news. There's people that like rely on that as an income, like the, the influencers, which I still don't <laughs> understand. But, um, yeah. You know, I, I don't influence anything, although I do welcome any type of uh, sponsorships for overlanding and things like that. I'm there not going to go. lie. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, Your name here. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a weird, weird place. I think it's done more harm than good for the world. But, you know, there are certain things it's good for, and there are certain things it's not. Remember when it used to be like you would live your life and, you know, you have a couple pictures or whatever, but now it's like you, it's like the opposite. Like you're living by, through social media, and it's a lot of people are anyways. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's definitely made people less social. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the actual human interaction element of actually talking to people and figuring out what's going on is, is something that's kind of fallen by the wayside. People either sharing something, there, there's an echo chamber in some of the in the groups where they just only want to talk to people that have the same thoughts, beliefs right. as them. So it kind of narrows their their worldview in some ways. And so it's it's more divisive than it is social, it seems like, these days. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's just kind of a, a, a strange... Strange place to be. There's, um, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, for sharing information, there's some stuff that's good, like, you know, Twitter sometimes is Yeah, if you want to find out when the, the next Ungrown Ups podcast releases, yeah. become a fan of Ungrown yeah. Ups on Facebook. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And you know what? Tell your friends. Yes, yes, yeah. Because your friends will thank you. And if your friends don't like podcasts, why are you friends with them? Yeah. The other thing we, we, we thought of is this is episode 24. It is. The next one is our uh, quarter century. Yeah, yeah. Right. But the crazy thing is, is like you couldn't even listen to all the episodes in a day if you wanted to because we talk too much. So, I mean, yeah. there's, I don't even know how many hours. It's probably 40 hours worth of content at least. I don't know. In we've, we've had a lot of like hour and a half, two hour ones too that 
Yeah. And we're sorry. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> Damn it. I'm I you know what? I'm enriching all of your lives. What is it? Is it isn't our numbers. number one fan Sarah a fan yeah. of, the, of the longer episodes? Yeah, she does. She likes the longer episodes. We got good feedback, my buddy Kevin. Yeah. We've had a lot of shout-outs recently and everybody's uh had, you know, nice things to say every time they hear it. Like, "Hey, yeah. I just heard me. So I heard my name." You're pleading <laughs> for for influencer cash because you're doing some overlanding purchases. What did you what did you buy it or No, 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 no. So, okay. So let me let me walk you through the idiotic scenario that's my my brain which is a the ryan logic disaster yeah <clears throat> so uh on friday for no reason at all i decided that i was going to start looking for a new couch were you on your couch i was on my couch okay. actually and that's probably what prompted it but i have there's really no reason for me to get a new couch other than the one that i have i don't love it's still a nice couch it looks great in my apartment whatever everything's fine so I decide I'm going to start looking at couches. And then I realize how much couches are. Like the couch that I have is not the most expensive couch in the world. It works, right? But I go and look at stuff that I really like. And now we're talking like $2,500 to $3,000. Yeah. For some. And it's an insane. It's crazy. I don't I don't understand why that stuff's so expensive. I mean, at the end, I, I, whatever. You can tell me that it's materials and craftsmanship and all this other crap. But at the, the end of the day, is it though? Right, because there's only so many factories making that stuff. So right. you figure some of it's marketing, some of it's just margin, some of it's just literally just image. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so I looked at West Elm and I looked at um, Joybird. Uh, Joybird, yeah, was another one. I looked at a couple other places. Look at living spaces, and it's funny because I actually Googled when is the best time to buy a couch. I was now, like, huh, I'm curious. And yeah, now, now is what there's two weeks apparently every year. This I, is one of them. I would just buy the, the, the sponsored search results. So right. whenever somebody types in, when is best time <laughs> right. to buy blank? <laughs> right. My sponsor result would always be today. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I looked at a couple different websites and they all say about now is when sales are. So I go, look, of course, everybody's having a sale coincidentally. Yeah. Um, so that was the original thought. And then I was talking to my brother-in-law. And we're both, yeah, it's kind of dumb. I don't need to buy a couch. So then I decided, well, screw it. I'm just going to buy a suspension. So I, uh, I'm going to talk next week with my guy about getting some some king coilovers for the for the truck. Will that do anything for the right height? Or is it just going to change? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably only going to. I mean, I might raise it maybe an inch and a half, two inches. But it still rubs a little bit in the front. So okay, should get so rid of that. Clearance, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then totally scratch out any chance you pull into the garage now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that ship sailed a while ago. Yeah. So, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are you going to do with all these parts on the ground in your garage? I mean, at some point, you're going to have to put them actually on your forerunner. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I will. I, I've i got to figure out just a time and a, I don't know, yeah, a place to do the rack and the, all the wiring and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then just, uh, yeah, I just need to do it. And that that's the other thing about, I think we were talking about this earlier, but the the every day being sort of the same it's very easy to sap motivation for certain things oh for sure and like you know i mean even riding my motorcycle remember motorcycle the first time in a couple months i think last week so was it like riding a bicycle oh yeah totally yeah yeah no it was totally fine except it was dead and had flat tires well, oh. i mean they weren't flat but they needed air and the battery was did they really air down that quick in a couple months yeah well they went from like i usually run about 41 ish depending okay. they were down to like 34 35 oh, okay. so and it gets warm in the garage so it is yeah. kind of heat cycling in yep, there, yep, so. yep yep so you know i yeah i wanted to go out and ride and i did that and so i'm gonna start doing more of that again it's just being you know 
I don't know, being you have to be more proactive with the way things are right now. You, you really have schedule to schedule it, it and do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's been you know, I've I've been in that like because of we're really busy at work, so I end up okay, I'm going to do this at this point and then I get distracted and next thing I know it's like 6:30. And you're watching something on TV. Yeah. <laughs> no. Shopping for sofas. Yeah, shop. No, that was on a Friday, Friday. afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so it went from sofa to uh, to suspension, which yeah. is basically the same thing. I like how yeah. you know you were freaking out about the, the cost of a sofa and realizing, hey, I could put this into a suspension in my sofa that I have now is serviceable. I'm doing the same right. kind of thing with with some home ownership stuff. So we're getting the house painted, so we're getting quotes from different painters, and we're getting before we get the house painted or after, I guess, depending on timing. Are you limited? Like, do you have to pick the association colors when yeah, you paint so the house? Yeah, we, so we live in a in a uh, in a, well, the city has its own association, and then within the city, certain developments have an association. Yeah. De- association desert colors. Yeah, luckily, the community that we live in does not have a association. So you for, could be purple for the neighborhood. No, the oh. city. Oh, has, it overrides it. Well, yeah. So anyway, so there's there's different palettes for different parts of town, and so our palette, you have to pick the palette out. You have to submit it. Uh-huh. You're basically saying. Hey, you have 10 options. We like option six. Can we paint option six? And of course, they're going to be like, yes, of course you can. But anyways, you That's have... so weird. Right, right. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. And then we wanted to get a new garage door. I thought you already got the garage door. No, no, no. So we've, we've got it picked out. We've got oh, it. We got were it. quoted on it and all stuff, but yeah. it was getting the paint thing. So now we're getting estimates and it's crazy how wildly different the pricing is yeah. between these estimates. And it feels like the the paint quotes we're getting are kind of like almost like the United Nations because we're having different cultures and countries represented by each of these different painting contractors. Right. Like the first painting contractor was uh, Eastern European. So uh, Vlad came over to do the quote and all that stuff, gave us a price. And then we had um, one of the neighbors gave us a recommendation for the guy that they used to paint uh their properties, they, yeah. they own a property management firm. And so we had a very nice Korean gentleman come over. And then our neighbor, another set of neighbors uh, had their house painted. Uh, they were the American contingency that came over and quoted us. And then yesterday we had the Latin American contingency come over and quote. So that's the last of the quotes I'm, I'm waiting on. But within the first three quotes, the lowest that I've gotten has been 3,200. The highest that I've gotten has been 5,400. Is it material or is it labor? That's like, what's That's the what big, do. do they break it out? Some of them do, some of them don't. So yeah. they, not, well, actually, I take that back. None of them break down what the actual cost of the material is. Okay. It's just the invoices will show, okay, we're painting this, 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 and they'll say like front door, trim, right, you know, right. all stuff, whatever. You're basically painting the entire exterior of the house except for the garage door because we're getting a new one. Right. And it'll be powder coated in a color that matches the trim already. Okay. So no painting required there. And then we're getting a new back door um, just because the uh, the current back door, it's uh, the wood casing is, is rotting. Right. And so we're just replacing the door altogether. Um, so anyways, these quotes are just all over the place. That's a huge swing. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the weirdest thing is, is so one of the neighbors... I uh, said, oh, when you get the quote, um, it'll probably be a little high. Just tell them that it's too high, and they'll come back with a lower number. Okay. Why wouldn't they just put their best offer 
forward. Like, well, because if if you're not getting quotes or you're not getting enough quotes or whatever, maybe they look fine without having. But to when do you that. know your neighbor right next door, right? You what, painted their house. Did they don't pay you the think, same amount? I haven't asked them yet. Oh, that's what you need but, to know. So that's the thing is the 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 one quote from the uh, the the Eastern European contingency. Uh, three other houses in the neighborhood were painted by that guy. And so there's three floor plans in our development. So there's mm. we're in the, the middle house. Right. There's a smaller house and a larger house. The larger house got their house painted earlier this year for almost 1500 bucks less than the quote they gave us. And the smaller house got painted uh, late last year for almost $2,000 less than the quote they gave us. And so I, I said, hey... We know our neighbors really well. You came highly recommended. Yeah. Why are we paying so much more? What did the guy say? Well, he said, well, as of July 1st, apparently their cost of doing business has increased due to some California uh, regulation regarding workman's compensation or insurance or something. Okay. That's reasonable. Okay. But that doesn't explain a $2,000 swing. No, that's huge. And then, And then they said... Oh, also, it's more expensive to paint because it's hotter right now, and the the basically the 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 daily output. So within eight hours of painting, yeah. the amount of work that the painter can do is less because they need to take more breaks because of the heat and stuff. So why don't you just wait then? That's what I said. I was like, well, I didn't say I had to have it painted like this month. Right. I just needed quotes for paint. We can wait till October. Right, right, right. So at first, they they gave me a ten percent discount to match the neighbors which didn't match the neighbors because it was still a thousand bucks more yeah and then by moving to october they bumped off another 10 percent. so it went from 5200 bucks down to like 4400 bucks still not cheap still not cheap yeah and it's still more than the 3200 paint quote that i got right so it's it's fascinating in trying to figure that out and you look at you know you, you try to get a feel for like yelp reviews or websites and stuff like that it's not really shedding a whole bunch of light. Everybody seems to be happy with their paint jobs. Yeah, I mean, you painted a house, great. Do right. they like? Do they come out and pressure wash? Do they clean stuff first? Yeah. Do they because they've got to do prep and all that stuff yeah, too? So right? they, like, I would imagine that with primer, they're painting your house twice. I don't even know if they prime. I have no idea. Houses these days because when we had our house painted ten years ago, and I think at that time we paid like three grand or so, uh, maybe a little over. I can't remember because it's been so long ago, yeah. but. They, they all had similar uh, work plans. That, yes, they were going to pressure wash, clean. Uh, they were going to patch some holes in the stucco. Like we used to have shutters on the house that we've taken down. So they'll yeah. patch the small holes from where the shutters were, were mounted. And so the work plan is identical between all of them. It's just the quotes are just all over the place. Hmm. And so I'm really kind of curious to see what the fourth quote will come in at and just kind of kind of figure out. Watch, it's going to be dead center. Maybe. Yeah. But I might be more comfortable with that. You know, you yeah. basically you throw out the high, you throw out the low, and you kind of take a look at the two ones in the middle. Right. And so we'll kind of see where that goes. But the other thing that, you know, I was laughing about when you were talking about sofas and stuff. So I mentioned that I'm getting a new back door, and a new rear patio door, and it's just a single door. A single door. It's got a big pane of glass in it, so it's considered a, a French door, but yeah. it's just a hinged door. One door. And I'm also getting a new garage door. So it's a two-car garage, 12-foot wide door. And it's getting a new garage door opener, new rails, track, all that stuff. The patio door is more expensive than the garage door. I still don't understand. The garage that. door opener, the track, and the labor. That makes no sense. Yeah. 
It makes no sense. I wonder if I'll have to ask my stepdad. He's a contractor. He he will probably understand. Yeah, and I and I think part of it is is either well, the the garage door was more or less standard. The the patio door ours is ninety six inches tall, so it's kind of a taller door. Yeah, but it's still a catalog orderable piece. Like that dimension is listed. Yeah, in, it's not a custom. Right, it's not right, a completely right, right, custom right. size. Um, so yeah, it's just fascinating on all these variables so that's super weird yeah i mean if, if you're if he's got suggestions on who i should talk to yeah you know for that rear patio door yeah. i'm all open yeah i'll ask him because i don't but it's just i mean i don't know it's fascinating and then uh you know kind of continuing on this joys of home ownership thing my mom lives in a condo and she's been in that same condo since 96 or so and this past weekend she noticed she had a water leak in her unit, her guest bedroom carpet was wet and the floor was really warm. That's so not good. And she didn't even notice it at first because she never goes into the guest be- uh, bedroom. But what happened was her upstairs neighbor, the son, had contacted her saying, hey, we've noticed in our unit when we turn on the faucet for cold water, it runs cold real quick and then it gets really hot. Are you having that same problem? That's weird. And she's like, yeah. So he comes down and takes a look. And sure enough, when she turns on the cold faucet, it flows cold, then it gets really hot. And then they, they, they're looking around, and then that's when they notice the guest uh, bedroom carpet was, was flooded right. and wet. And so, because my mom's deaf, I got to do all the work, calling right. you know, insurance claims, get, get the water remediation company out and stuff. And so, yesterday, they had, we had a leak uh, detector guy come out. And so, he had the most fascinating tool. It's, it's a little black box. It's basically like a microphone amplifier and so he's got headphones on and he's got this probe that has a little metal prong on the end of it and what he does he takes it around and he touches it to different plumbing elements so basically the copper supply line that comes out of the wall yeah he touches the the end of the probe to that and he listens because the metal is basically it's it conduces noise it's conductive so he can hear if the water is running so if there's a leak oh yeah yeah okay right yeah yeah that running water that's interesting. So he checks all of the 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 valves in my mom's condo. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. So luckily we made arrangements with the upstairs neighbor. They were home and they were available. So he goes up and checks, and sure enough, it's a slab leak in my mom's condo caused by the upstairs neighbor's plumbing. So who pays for that? Upstairs neighbor. Okay. But the work has to occur in my mom's in her condo. place, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right. And so the the leak detector guy was like, "If this is a single family residence, I would suggest you repipe the entire house, because it's a condo that really sucks for your mom because they'd have to open up drywall all Everywhere. over the place to, right. to repipe." So it's like in this case, the best solution is to jackhammer the concrete slab up to get access to the 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 pipe and fix the pipe and then fill it re-concrete right, right. and be done with it. And so <laughs> my mom is just over it just because of the fact this is technically the, this is not technically, this is the fourth time she's had a water leak in her unit that has been caused by other neighbors. What? This is the second leak that's caused by the upstairs neighbor. And the first two leaks were caused by units on the other side of the wall. So she's in a, a fourplex. Right. So it's, uh, two upstairs units, two downstairs units yep. with like a, a common wall between them. Right. And so in the, in the what is it now, 24 years that she's been in that condo, this is leak number four. That's a lot. Yeah. I would be And I'd so be she's kind of, she's kind of over it too. She's like, I, I just want to get out of this place. Yeah. But being that she's 
retired and limited income, like that pl- that place is pretty much paid for. Right. Like her mortgage is practically nothing. Right, right, right. So it's like stay there or, you know, buy something and then have a higher mortgage payment. Well, on and she stuff. likely couldn't sell it for enough to get into a better place. She could. Per se. You think yeah, so? yeah. Because, I mean, she bought it back in 96. So yeah. condo prices back then, I mean, if you compare the price what she paid to what it's going for now, it's more than four times as much. Well, I guess I guess what I'm saying is, like, let's say she sells it for four. Uh, what are you going to get for four right. or somewhere that's, else, that's right? That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was looking at, um, like, those live, live work lofts in downtown Santa Ana. Yeah. Those are, like, 550 Yeah. 600 That's not That's not cheap. What kind of work would you do in Santa Ana? Oh no! I just think they're really cool. Yeah, those yeah. lofts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like I like the the way they are because they are they are kind of open loft, uh, big ceilings, big windows. Well, and then you get garage and shop space on the main floor or on the bottom floor, and then they've got all the living space and kitchen on the next floor, and then the loft, you know, the bedroom right. stuff up there. That's what I was they're wondering really cool. if you were actually looking at it because you wanted the work part of it. No, it no, 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 no. I just like the the style. Yeah. I looked at them when I first moved back to California, and uh, th- then I decided I wasn't going to buy anything and. Yeah, so it's it's been a, a fun time to be a homeowner. It sounds like <laughs> it's not. You know what? Uh, the other day, my water heater started making noise, and so I just called somebody. What kind of noise is it? Like- it was making a banging noise. I, so they, they turned off the water this week to do some work in the street or something. Oh, okay. And screwed a bunch of, put a bunch of air in the pipes. And oh. I freaking hate when they do that. And then it takes forever to get it all back, but yeah. so far, so good. So I don't know what to sort that all out but yeah i mean if something happens i don't have to worry about it yeah, yeah. i mean that is kind of a nice thing but the the thing i didn't i don't think i realized is just how complicated plumbing is in a condo yeah with all the other right because yeah. it's not just your stuff right and it still goes through your space that's got to be the shittiest part so i mean knowing that like if i ever had to buy a condo i'd get the upstairs unit because yeah you know it's either going to screw up my unit or it's not but if you're downstairs you're screwed no yeah i think what. i mean if i ever end up in a condo it's going to be one of the ones where i get the entirety of the bottom to the top yeah yeah and that you can be next to me but not right above or below you yeah yeah, exactly so i don't know man there's there's so much other stuff like it you know i mean i had a place in oregon and it was always issues and whatever and and it's little things right but even the little things like i had the toilet broke once it was the basically the arm on the plunger in the back right that all fell apart so my i was joking with my mom one day i was like you know i tried to call my landlord the guy's a dick he won't call me back she's like wait a minute don't you own the place it's like yeah 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 it's like when you were self-employed your boss was a dick right? yeah oh he's the worst yeah Yeah. oh my god that guy that guy (laughs) what a fucking asshole Um, putting his hands all over me in the bathroom it was just all inappropriate yeah i mean i would try to take a shower and there he was it was just (laughs) (laughs) not okay not okay Speaking of things that uh, are not okay, no, that are very okay. We're gonna switch. Um, okay, new Bronco. I was gonna say first of all, it was OJ Simpson's birthday, and then three or four days later, the Bronco was that, the, was that the timing. The original release for the Bronco was going to be on OJ Simpson's actual birthday. It was on a Thursday. They should have done it. But people are like, why the fuck are you doing an automotive release on a Thursday? Who cares? So they got all sorts of like shit for that, and then so they moved to the following Monday. So this past Monday yep. was the international debut yeah. of the Bronco and the Bronco Sport. Yeah, Bronco Sport. Who cares? I don't. Yeah, I don't really care about the Bronco Sport, but the new Bronco, Bronco two door and four door, everything. Oh my god! So the, this is one of those things. Another vehicle that if you're not into cars, 
you still are aware of this vehicle. Like yeah, everybody, everybody knows, knows what a Bronco it. is. Right, right. But right. even now, like, looking at consumer demand and looking at what people are saying, right. it's it's like that. It's like the crossover vehicle that everybody is aware of. So like the PT Cruiser, when yeah. that first came out, people that weren't into cars knew, knew what it was it. and right. they thought it was the coolest thing. Right. This Bronco is kind of in that same vein. I mean, I'm seeing people that aren't car people at all putting down their $100 deposit yeah. to order their Bronco. Well, because it, it's a good-looking truck. I yeah. think it looks awesome. The fact that they went back to that old school, like almost 60s all the way back vibe, to the... Yeah. Yeah, but it's got, it's, so it's good-looking and it's retro without being retro or cartoony or forced. I think, it, I think it looks good. The fact that the roof, the fenders, the doors... The fender flares, like the grill is designed to be swappable. Everything comes off. So if you're out on the trail, right, you can open the whole thing up. Yeah, the doors come off and the roof comes off and can be stored all in the cargo area, which yes. is actually kind of genius. Which is super cool. And then the the fenders and the fender flares come off if you need extra clearance in the front. Yeah, they also <clears throat> intentionally, there's there's a lot of exposed Allen bolt hardware right. on the exterior and interior. And they intentionally designed it that way because they wanted the owner to be able to remove that piece to install an accessory. And apparently they have a whole bunch of accessories designed for the Bronco. And part of the reason for this whole accessory thing is, is you rarely ever see a stock Jeep Wrangler. Right. Somebody always buys something to bolt onto their Jeep. And so Ford really is kind of taking that same lead and saying, hey, we have this whole lineup of of accessories that you can personalize and outfit your your Bronco with all this extra off roading equipment or whatever it may be. Yeah, they um, the accessory catalog is going to have over two hundred items in it, which is pretty rad. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. So it's and it's all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean they've got and they said maybe you may you know their except Ford may not offer porthole doors, right? But, but- it's a springboard for an aftermarket company to come into that and take some of those ideas. It's going to be super cool. I like the fact that it, the base model comes on steel wheels. The, the base model, the steel wheels on that thing look awesome yeah. too. The, uh, the, and it starts, it's like under 28, I think it's $28,000, something, something like, like that, that for yeah. a base. It goes all the way up to 63 for, I think they're calling it the first edition. Yeah. Which those are all sold out. Yeah. They are sold out. Yeah. The first editions are. But you can still get any of the other trims. So the first right. edition, basically, for whatever reason, it it's thirty five hundred units, and it had fewer colors. Fewer, like, well, fewer, well, maybe fewer colors, but it's thirty five hundred units, and it's sort of a, a mix of all of the best pieces from all of the different trims. Right. It's a, dude. It's, it's the this is the first factory car on thirty five inch tires. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. One of the and Those I was tires, looking. They're, yeah, they're Goodyear Wranglers. Yeah, and because they're a Wrangler, they asked. Goodyear to print the Wrangler logo on the other side of the tire. So when the tires are mounted on the wheels, yeah. it won't say Wrangler on the outside of the tire. It'll say on the inside of the tire. That's pretty cool. Because they didn't want that whole yeah, nod to G. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. The other thing that I noticed is that it looks like, and I could be wrong, and I'd have to go look, but the optional beadlock wheels appear to be 1552s. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is that is pretty cool. I I... I I like the truck. Yeah, I do too. But I won't go as far as saying I want to buy one until I drive one. I, if but, it has like all of, so the, uh, 
the it comes with on the smaller engines. There's two engines. Both up. There's a four cylinder and six cylinder turbo. They're both engine. EcoBoost. Both right. EcoBoost engines. No eight. No V8. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. The smaller engine, you can get a seven speed manual. The way the manual works is that that seventh gear is actually a crawl gear. It's ninety five to one. Yeah. That thing's good over anything. All of the even on the bigger trucks. So that's a ten speed auto. But they've got. All of these different modes. They have a mode called GOAT, which means goes over That's anything or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it does all the mode switch stuff. Like they've got, they put a lot of thought into into all the stuff that you're going to want to use. I think it's pretty rad. I also would like to drive one. They also have interesting trim level names. Or pa- I, I don't one know of them is a Sasquatch. Level? Yes. Yeah. So the Sasquatch is an off-road package. It has yeah. the 35-inch uh, wheels and it's got the, the lockers and it's got a couple other off-road specific goodies. But you can add that to any trim level but you, oh so that's a package it's a package Got but it. you can't get the base with the manual and add the sasquatch to it so you can't have a manual with the the crazy off-road package but you kind of i mean automatics for off-road are, are, are more than adequate i mean it's it's a lot easier to control than trying to feather the clutch to get you know the torque right where you needed to to overcome the obstacle yeah it's pretty i mean they have so they have big bend they have the black diamond the outer banks badlands badlands was the other one yeah uh which is they say extreme off-roading wild track is high speed off-roading and then they've got yeah so it must sasquatch apparently is a package but they've got the first edition reservations full then the way they did it was so you go onto the website and you pay a hundred dollars so and you, you build it right you well, you pick what no, you all you do oh, no, right now is you pick land, what yeah. trim you want, right? That's right. So you go in and it was a hundred bucks if you could even get onto the website and get one reserved. Right. Hundred dollars, thirty five hundred units of first edition. You pay, oh you did have to pick two door, four door. Right. So for a hundred bucks What would you go for? Two door or four door? Four door. I would do two door. I w- I only you know two what two door base and I'd slam it. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Somebody's gonna do it. Well, I think it's cool too that they're all four wheel drive. Right. There's no like the uh, there's no two wheel drive option. Like I even if that'll the be four, a thing though. The Forerunner, you can get a rear wheel drive one. Right. Which is dumb. Somebody's gonna slam the thing. Yeah, but I almost wonder at some point if they will have just a, a rear wheel drive option. Oh, maybe. You know but like, why? D- I mean, based, so people just get based the- on based on the pricing, I don't know if they need to. Right, but I I think it's just well true. You true. can get the sport. Yeah, the sport I'm not a fan of. It's basically just like a rebodied Ford Escape. Yeah, it's just a unibody blech. Yeah, I mean, I, it kind of carries over some of the same styling cues and stuff, but yeah. it doesn't do anything for me. The Bronco itself is is much more exciting. It's it's that little difference between the sport and the Bronco. Um, the Bronco is that much more, I guess, more athletic, more muscular. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, I would say that the, the two-door is more true to the original, but the four-door is more usable. Well, I mean, you look at the Wrangler. When they introduced a four-door Wrangler, that's what... That's all they sell. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge chunk of sales. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense as to why Ford did this. Um, and the other thing that I find really interesting on it is it, the Ford logo name is only on the vehicle in the on the badge on the tailgate, the little blue oval. Yeah. Up front, it just says Bronco real big. There's right. Bronco logos all over. And then I think on one of the accessory packages like the rear cargo area there's a little uh shelf that pulls out and it says ford on that too yeah so that i guess is a late accessory yeah but it will be something that comes out But I basically mean, ford is marketing this as a bronco oh yeah and they're, they're it's a sub brand right right so, just like with the mustang now what they've done with the mustang yeah, so the ev you, yeah well you have the regular mustang and then the e mock e or whatever they call it yeah 
Maki Oto. Uh, but yeah, so you have those. So they've created this sort of sub brand with Bronco. They've got one with Mustang. It'll be cool to see them continue to do that. And Even was, the F-150 is kind of a sub brand. To a certain extent, yeah. But yeah. I think I think they, they explain their logic is basically saying that it's possible that a, a Jeep consumer wouldn't consider a Ford. But they'd consider a Bronco. Right. That's kind of cool. But it's like if you're into, well, I guess you can be into Jeeps and not know that Bronco is made by Ford, but that yeah, just seems a little bit of a stretch. But it's I mean, a, I guess I kind of understand the logic. It's a Jeep thing. They're not very smart. Yeah, yeah. But the, I mean, dude, the the fact that you can hose the interior out, they are they have drain plugs built into the inside. They're mostly like kind of rubberized. Yeah. The the thought that went into this, like you could tell that they really were thinking about the use case and right. how it was going to be used and why they needed to do things the way they did. And for that, you really have to commend Ford. Like they did a great job. Like the the front fenders on the Bronco have almost what look like gun sights, like above the headlights at the at the peak of the fender, uh-huh. and they have holes in them to be used as tie down locations. So if you have a kayak or something on the on the on the roof of the vehicle, you have a tie down location at the top of the fender. So it's just these little things that. Well, they're also designed so you can actually take a rope and you tie the rope from that the corners of the fen- the front fenders. You tie them to your roof rack, and it actually keeps branches. Yeah, and it pushes them out of the way. But they, it's they, it's that thoughtfulness, right? You know that you're like that's genius. They've got that. They've got um, a new so the their new nav system specifically for the Bronco has an off road deal where you can put in topo maps and it'll right. work offline. So they're doing like all this stuff that. They've got upfitter switches, a lot of like actual buttons and things instead of being all the touchscreen stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, the thing's so freaking rad, and it just looks so damn cool. Like here's, I mean, I know you guys can't see it, but on their on their website, they've got one with a big like bull bar bumper and a winch on it, and all the doors off. That's freaking rad. Yeah, and they, yeah. They start at twenty eight five, which I'll be honest with you, that's that a fair ain't price. Bad. Yeah. It's totally yeah. I think that's fantastic. Even the. You know, you can get up into like the Badlands forty two. That's not terrible. Yeah, uh, Forerunner's forty two thousand dollars. Yeah, it you is get, kind of crazy. Well, you get a full boogie, you know, a TRD Pro, and you're at sixty almost. Right, and that's a platform that's been around for eons, <laughs> almost twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I mean that the the engineering cost for that Forerunner has been paid off. Yeah. several times over by now. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, so the new Forerunner is coming out next year, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, they're finally getting into the 6th gen, so it'll be interesting to see if this prompts them to do anything. Jeep also dropped a... Yeah, this the was, day of. Yeah, but it, what was funny about it is, like, I had a bunch of buddies that were like, oh, I, I'd rather get the V8 Jeep, because they put a, what, a 392, 392 into a Jeep. Yeah. But it's a concept, so they didn't announce anything no, but they were Solid trying to for production. They're trying to grab a little attention, and that's fine. From one of the articles I read, I think it was on Motor Trend. They said that there was a limited production run of like twenty three units on the production line. So that goes a lot farther than just a one off concept. If there's twenty plus of these vehicles in existence, yeah, we can't buy them. Correct, can't buy one. And at before when 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 uh, Dodge Jeep was shoving Hellcat motors into everything, yeah. and they still kind of are. People were asking, you know, why can't you put a Hellcat into the Jeep? And it was basically something to do with the center of gravity and crash protection. Uh, the protrusion of the engine into the passenger compartment was too much, and it wouldn't pass, like, the safety regulations and stuff. So in order to do the V8, they had to, I think, lengthen the frame in a couple spots and beef it up. Uh-huh. So 
if this goes into production, I mean, that's a considerable change right. to the to the Jeep to to accommodate the 392. But the uh, I also read that I think it's the brand new Jeep. Yeah, as the first Jeep to fail some crash rollover test. Apparently, they fall over. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Jeeps, I mean, not just Jeeps, but any high center of gravity well, yeah. vehicle. S, you know, body-on-frame SUVs typically have that higher rollover risk. So. Right, and and no, I mean, that's all totally acceptable, but I guess there's some frontal offset crash or something, and they've had a bunch of them tip over while they've been testing them, and it's the first Jeep I to do that. that. Yeah, 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 I saw yeah. the footage where it crashes into this offset, and right. it keels over. Yeah, which is... Uh, no I, bueno? Yeah, not bueno, but also not Jeepo. Yeah. Based on prior jeeps but you know i don't own a jeep i I don't get it i know it's a jeep thing so yeah maybe that's just another part of it so as a car audio installer i never liked working on jeeps it was always just a pain in the ass it doesn't seem like there'd be anywhere to put anything either they've got well now that it's a four-door i mean there's room in these things but like the gladiator i don't think is a good looking truck i think it's horrible people like it people like it yeah so i mean Yay, Jeep, for giving people what they want, I guess? Well, I mean, it, Jeep is Jeep is a thing that is more than just a vehicle. It is a lifestyle. Well, and I think that's the, that's the most attractive piece of the Fiat Chrysler Automotive Group's yeah. portfolio right. is the Jeep brand. Right. It is a coveted brand worldwide. You know, people in Europe, people in China want a Jeep. Whereas they may not care about a Chrysler Pacifica or a Dodge Durango. (laughs) Speaking of Fiat Chrysler Jeep garbage, did you see the exciting news that they've decided to change the name to Stellantis? Yes. FCA is merging with Peugeot. Right. And so the new name is Stellantis, which if you... uh, well, it's PS, yeah, PSA and Fiat Chrysler merging. What does Stellantis even mean? It's something they... Stellar... Is the root base? It's not so like the, if you got a problem with your. Thing, it sounds like it sounds like a prescription drug. It's yeah, yeah. But the the goal is like I guess reaching for the stars. Like this, that's like, the like kind a, of like Atlantis and Stel- no. Stellar and. <sighs> but if you rearrange the letters in Stellantis, you get cell taints. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> so what do you do? I, I sell taints. Oh, that is freaking terrible. But it, it's it's a name that has no meaning. But luckily for consumers, it's not stamped on the car. It's not badged as that horrendous name. Right. It's just that's the parent company's corporate structure. That's their name. But the vehicles will still be Peugeot, still be Fiat, still be Chrysler or whatever. Got it. So you're not going to go into a, a, a Stellantis buy a dealer. Stellantis. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you will. Maybe that'll be their... Luxury brand. Well, the other thing that's kind of interesting is like back in the day when when uh, Chrysler had merged with Mercedes, they were yeah. or was it before I think when it was in bankruptcy or something it was owned by Cerebrus, which is like a mythical three headed monster right. character, and that was also kind of a weird company name. But it was just the parent company again. Yeah, Cerebrus is also isn't that the thing that uh, Professor X goes in and puts a little helmet on. I don't know if you've ever You're seen You're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, I, I don't... know, and I don't remember. But uh, So really quick, back to the Bronco. So $100 to reserve one. Uh, you Late this year, they'll ask you what you actually want to build, and then your $100 is locked in, so you can get the 100 bucks back until okay. then. Uh, but once you say, this is what I want built, 
they build it. Here's the the thing that I'm going to be curious to see what happens is you, you build your Bronco, the dealer calls you and says, your Bronco's here. Do they also tell you, and we're going to need uh, an extra 20 grand? Yes, because unfortunately Ford, like some, some automakers, when there was large demand for vehicles, like Chrysler did it with the Hellcats, they had made restrictions so that the vehicle could not be marked up. Because the downside is, is dealers will mark up a vehicle so high that it kills demand for the vehicle. And so it's one of those things where, you know, the dealer says, hey, if you build us this really cool sports car, we'll totally sell them. Right. And so they build the sports car, the dealer marks them up, and then demand isn't what they expect. And they go, well, we can't do this. And so people had asked Ford, does this guarantee any sort of pricing? And Ford's reply was basically, no, the dealer sets their own pricing. Yeah, I was trying to, uh, they've got a whole bunch of FAQs. I was trying to see, and there's no thing on here that necessarily says about pricing or anything like that. Yeah, but so you won't know how much it is until... I can reserve up to two. Oh. So do you pick two different dealers and play them against each other? So here's what's funny, actually, about the dealer thing. Um, the dealers had to opt in. So there's some dealers that said, we don't want to do the online reservations. Because um, when they when they launched the reservation site, I did look and look at see. Originally, I had said the dealer, Ken Grody or whatever, is local to me, and they said they weren't accepting online reservations. That's interesting. So I did put $100 on a first edition. Oh, did you? But only, so m- most of my motivation was, yeah, I love the Bronco. I have a brand new 4Runner. I don't really need the Bronco and probably will not buy it. But I was curious to what the process would be like and kind of yeah, yeah, how yeah. that whole thing goes. Are you writing it off as a business expense? No. Oh. I haven't been doing much business since I got a real job. What an idiot. Um, but the uh, the interesting thing will be to see kind of how that whole process works. So that I'm always really curious yeah, about yeah. that kind of stuff. And then um, if the dealer, like, you know, if, if I can negotiate with the dealer for MSRP, then I might, might actually yeah. buy it and flip it. Yeah. I mean, I would never do that Ford. I will keep it. It will be mine. No, you're, you're going to flip your foreigners, is what you meant. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or I'll get, I was trying to get Aaron to, he, I don't know, I don't have him convinced that he needs a Bronco. Oh, but what, uh, so you secured your spot in line. How many emails have you received since that point till now from Ford? <clears throat> so I got one from, well, two from Ford because they, Confirmed my reservation, but yeah. then they screwed up and confirmed the wrong vehicle. So they sent me another one. Said, "Oh, we're sorry. We don't know what happened, but you have a first a first edition coming." Okay. And uh, well, you have reserved the right to yeah, yeah, order yeah. first edition. And then the um, the other email that I got was from the dealer. Oh, okay. It, it just said, "Hey, I'll be the person to guide you through this process." Blah blah blah. Nice. But it was kind of annoying because I got one email from a guy at the dealer that said, "Are you are you still interested in this? What what's going on?" And I was like. I don't, I said, I've, I've made my thing through Ford. I don't need to speak to you. And then I got a really nice email from another guy at the dealer that said, Hey, I'll be the internet rep or whatever. Yeah. But you know, like I said, I don't know. So I, I I'll be curious were... to see if like when I go to build it, can I switch it to a two door? Do I have to get a four door? I don't know. I, I'm just kind of curious if they were kind of giving you any sort of like, not necessarily behind the scenes stuff, but some you know information or some no, footage or yeah, some... nothing yet. I think it'd be really cool if they do that. I just don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, we'll see. But the you know the so the the first edition does have the Sasquatch package. It does have leather seats, which I don't really care about. There, um, it's got a different hood apparently, and it's gonna have some body side graphics. Does uh does this mean this is gonna be the first Ford you've owned since your Mustang? 
Or no, you, no, 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 no. You had the uh, Focus, right? No, you. I had, I've had a Focus ST. I've had multiple F one fifties. I've had uh, I've had a lot of Fords. Okay, a thirty two Ford. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. else? I don't know. It, it would take so long to go through the list of cars. I have such bad <laughs> automotive ADD. It's like not even funny. Um, but I don't know. Whatever. It's gonna. It's just gonna be cool. I think it's gonna be neat to see this thing. I can't wait to see it in in person and. You know, like I said, if the dealer, if the dealers are I think, charging crazy markups, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah, it is kind of dumb for the dealer to do that. But the other thing is, is if you sign up for a, what is it, Mustang Club of America yeah. for 25 bucks, you get the uh, Ford X-Plan pricing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And it, it is applicable for the Bronco. Well, uh, that's assuming the dealer will let you do it because it, it's at the dealer's discretion. Right. Although, ooh, you know what? I just thought about this. So <clears throat> let me tell you a little story. Let me take you back in time. When I first moved back, uh, when I first started a job that brought me back to Southern California the very first time. The man whoring, yeah. Yep, yep. I was driving a, I had an F-150. You told me, this is how you end up with your focus, right? Yeah, so yes. I had an F-150. And also because of my employer, I got an X-Plan at Ford. Yeah. So I had walked in and I was, I, I originally was just going to flat out sell the F-150 to the dealer. And I said, you know, this is what I want. They're like, well, we won't give you that. The guy goes, but if you want a different vehicle, something that we have, we'll give you. They basically, I made a little bit of money on selling them my Ford at that point. Right. And I said, sure, I want that. And I, <laughs> there was a white Focus ST in the showroom. So that's how I ended up with that. Uh, and I said, oh, and by the way, I have an X plan. And so the guy... I traded my truck in that day. It was covered in mud. Right. And the guy didn't didn't go check anything he didn't even drive the thing i mean it was it only had like 4500 miles on it like it was oh, maybe shit. 5000 miles yeah. i only had it for i think 8 months yeah, they changed oil on it yet no but the the uh, the guy this poor dude he calls me the next day he's like hey we washed your truck it's super scratched and i was like well it's not that bad you can buff most of them out yeah. cuz it had that thing i had used that thing in the dirt and the off road right. just constantly yeah you know, it's a truck yeah and he was a little miffed so i hope that dealer doesn't remember me Oh, it's been a while. It's been seven years. Is that the dealer that you're selected to go to for this? Yeah. Huh. Good times. That might have been a bad choice. But the odds of they may not even be the same people. Yeah, turnover is so high. The the thing that I find so amusing about this whole Ford Bronco thing and how great it is, it just makes you realize how much Chevy shit the bed with the Bronco or with the Blazer. Oh, that thing is a disaster. It's just a unibody, boring SUV. You can't even tell the difference between the Blazer and the Traverse. They're basically just. They're I just think, generic SUVs yeah. with the corporate GM front end on it. Yeah, using the, like, kind of wasting the Blazer name. Totally. Yeah, that's a bummer. But the other thing, dude, the Bronco's got freaking Dana axles. It's got lockers yeah. on both ends. The thing is sick. You think I'm OJ's just, gonna get one? Or I hope so. I hope they give him one. They or need AC to, Cowlings, because wasn't it AC's Bronco? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Is he alive? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't really, yeah, I couldn't tell you. Hmm. Uh, but this is, it's pretty cool, man. It's uh, its a—it's really neat to see this icon return, and I can't wait to drive one. I know, I'm sure a lot of people are sick of hearing about the Bronco already, because there's a, been a lot of yeah, it news was, this week. Monday and Tuesday sucked, just because all my social media feeds, because of the fact that I, I know and follow a bunch right. of different automotive people, that's all they were talking about. And right. It's like, yeah, I get it. I know, this is it's pretty cool, but can we just move on? It's also interesting that they... So they had a, a press event, but they didn't let anybody drive. 
Yeah, because the vehicles they had were were pre production, so yeah. they were still not one hundred percent interior. From what I from what I've heard, that they may not have had interiors at all. Oh, on a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. One of them ended up in Virginia or something like that at a what? boat at a boat dock, the yellow one, and so uh, it was being shot for some other uh, publication, and yeah. so my buddy just happened to be there. Like he knew it was going to go down, so he he went over there and he he took pictures of it um, pretty up close, and so the interiors. Mostly there. It's just the texture, like the the body panels, like yeah. the interior panels, were kind of smooth instead of the textured finish and stuff. So, but it was pretty close. It yeah, was maybe like ninety percent final. But it's pretty rad. So, anyways, I've got a Bronco on reserve that I won't buy. So. Yeah. What I'm kind of curious to be is what's the Bronco owner stereotype going to be once these things are all over oh, the God, roadways dude. in a year? I I have a bad feeling it's not <laughs> going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you, you kind of see the stereotype with, like, the Raptor owner. Right. So is this going to be kind of that way, or? I hope not. I hope these are, like, nicer. Or not nicer, because Jeep people aren't not nice. They're just lame. You know, how long before somebody makes the angry Bronco grill? You know, because that's the thing that always made me laugh like on Jeeps. So. Yeah. Yeah, they have the, the front grill replacement that gives the headlights a little bit of, like, furrowed eyebrows. <laughs> like, it's so The, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It is. It's. I mean, it's cool for a manufacturer to have these many accessories and this much like kind of support and to do this the way they're doing it. It's. It'll be a viable Jeep. Competitor. You have to say that they they did this right. There isn't anything looking at it. And you're like, oh man, they could have done this better. Like everything about it, the way it was explained, the the logic behind the decision making, the fact that they made it a true body on frame SUV rather than going the Chevy route and doing this unibody thing that has nothing in common with the name that it has right. um yeah it, it's you look at it and you're like yeah it's it's pretty impressive and it makes sense as to why you know your your aunt and uncle that know nothing about anything are aware of this and want right. one kind of so it does say your reservation does not guarantee a set price for the vehicle i just saw that oh well that's dumb whatever it's fine well you kind of have a ballpark you know it's, it'll be at least this much Oh yeah, and it's gonna be insane. I mean, the look the fact that things like sixty something thousand dollars, anyways, if you get a first edition, and yeah. I'm not, I'm not a baller at all, so you know, probably won't happen. Well, maybe you can sell your spot. No, you can't. You can't transfer it. Oh, you can't. Yeah, so I'd have to buy it and then resell it to somebody. Oh, uh-huh. which, whatever. I just, you know, like I said, it, it it's interest. It's always interesting to me to see how these kinds of things get handled. It could be a nice contractor truck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a contractor. But you know some. Oh, yeah, I do. That's true. Um, yeah, it, it would be cool. But I, you know, it's always interesting to me to see how they handle the customer experience through these things. And like Usually it's always the letdown. And, oh, the, exactly. Like, it's, yeah. So we'll see how Because I mean, the, the same thing out. with the Ford GT. So you get this American supercar, and then you have to pick which Ford deli- uh, dealer you're going to get delivered to. Right. And so that's still kind of like the, the shittiest part of the experience. But I mean, granted... This probably won't be that bad. Ford also had a deal, right, with the the last GT where you weren't... Basically, when you bought it, you signed a contract and you weren't allowed to sell it. For a year, a year? or two years, something, something like, like that. that yeah. yeah, yeah, And they did John Cena? Yeah. Got sued? And that Ford GT has been sold, I think, three or four times. So stupid. I mean, whatever. I, I know other companies like Ferrari, if you piss them off, they won't sell you another one. Yeah. Which Fer- is super interesting. Ferrari's really controlling. Yeah, I wouldn't mind an old 308. I'd have to invest in way more Hawaiian shirts and a 
shitty mustache, but I'd do it. Well, you're almost there with the shitty mustache. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's just the Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, I do. I don't think I own a single Hawaiian shirt. I have a couple. Do you? I, yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're Volcom or they're different. Right, right, but that style. But that style with yeah, the yeah. obnoxious print yeah. on it, yeah. Oh, I do. That's not true. I do have a Roosevelt shirt that's um, uh, a Sandlot one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's close enough. Uh, okay. So, another thing that is coming out that is not, uh, but, you know, just because I feel like when I we talk about Lego stuff. You have to squeeze in toys somewhere. I have to. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Lego announced that. It's time on, for a toy talk with yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Lego announced on uh, uh, earlier this week, actually, that yeah. um, they're building a set that is a Nintendo Entertainment Center. So it is the original NES console, plus one cartridge, which is Super Mario Brothers, a controller, and then it also has a build. A, you build a little mini old CRT TV yeah. on the wood side grain. of... Yeah. yeah, wood grain. It's got the little bump out in the back. It's super cool. And then, excuse me, on the side of the TV, there's a crank. So you actually build a Mario level that's essentially on a belt. And as you crank it, there's a little Mario on a, like a clear stick. And he goes through the level. Yeah. And then if you buy their play set, I guess, the Mario play set thing that they just came out with, you can put Mario on top of the TV. And as you turn it, he'll make all the noises. I'm impressed, but I don't know if I want it. I want the I want the console one. I don't care about the little dude like, making noise. The console one would have blown my mind if they were able to integrate the electronics of just that single game yeah into like a little black box module that was built inside of the lego console so that you could actually plug in i mean yeah you can go buy the well you if you can find one yeah the original nes that they made what was it two years ago that has hdmi output and it's yeah so they have the they have that little nes mini which i actually have oh do you so talking about this i could take that and put it inside. and figure out how to integrate it and the cartridge wouldn't work but who right. cares yeah you would still have a lego brick built uh-huh hmm. Hmm. yeah so that's that's that i think would have been the the coolest thing if it was actually a functional right nes um i mean the way that they were able to integrate it with their new line of super mario lego electronics yeah. you know so that you take that mario character Put it on top of the. I the wonder TV. how that works. There maybe there's like a little. There must be something that either like goes in his foot or like it hits him in the butt or something, so that he knows, knows to where do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that at the bottom of the 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 Mario character, there's an eye. I could see something. like a color sensor or something. Maybe like okay. a color sensor of some sort. So because it interacts with other stuff too. So I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, you can actually that. build your own like flat Mario level and right. move the character around, and well, based on what it's standing on, it'll make a different noise. And they have a bunch of, I think they've got, they just announced. I'm not sure if they're out or not yet, because I, I've decided I don't want this Mario stuff. But at any rate, they've got now expansion packs, so they've got like Bowser and Castle and all this other stuff that you can get, and then he's got. Um, different outfits so you can put like tanuki mario i think is one of okay. them like all these different yeah, things yeah. and so they do different stuff but um yeah i don't know how it works integrates with the tv it's cool that they were able to do that just the fact that they have a crank and it turns a belt that basically is like a mario level yeah it'll, it, be, it'll it, be really cool to see how that's built and mario jumps and he and he hits the the coin blocks yep. and he jumps up the the little brick stairs right. and stuff like that so i mean the way it's done is is pretty clever like right. that is totally cool it's just uh for me, it's just like, ah, oh, that's, that's cool. I don't need it. But if it worked and I could play it, I would be all over it. Yeah, so I have a feeling this is going to be one of those sets that becomes worth money. 
Yeah. Because it just is, um, probably. So I, I, I think I'm going to well, end we up We already know one. that investing in Legos is better than investing in the stock market. Well, yeah, it's better than gold, apparently. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I probably will end up getting one set because I'm actually really intrigued about how the TV set works. I think it's going to be really cool to see that build. But if I can take my NES Mini and somehow and make it make this thing functional, have a brick-built NES Mini, that'd be pretty rad. Yeah. Huh. I don't know how to do it. I mean, I'll have to look at it all and see how. Yeah, how you'll have to, to build one and see how much space is available, right. and, and then re- maybe disassemble your mini. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's probably going to be you're going to have to re, kind of reconfigure the way this thing's going to be built. I wonder how solid it is, but I mean, it's it, you can you build a cartridge and the cartridge pushes in and pushes down and it's got the little door. It's got everything yeah. that you would want. It's super. When cool. is this to come out? Like, uh, before the holidays, kind of thing, or is that it comes like, out uh, what August one. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah, so a few weeks. Than I expected. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what is it? The nineteenth today. So we've got uh, two weeks left in the month. It's yeah. like rough math. Something like that. Yeah, whatever. It feels right. Uh, yeah, so it'd be really cool. They've got that. There, I can't think of anything else. There they was something anything. else that they had introduced, and I was all excited about it. It was something that was like a concept, and it was going to be put into production. It was one of those Lego ideas sets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't remember what it was. I don't but know. Whatever. The piano. No, it was not the piano. Or the. I'll have to look it up. I mean, it it's... The Seinfeld... We talked about the Seinfeld set. Maybe that's what it was. It was a yeah. Seinfeld set, but... Eh, I mean... It's not whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's... it's. I, I think it's rad. It's going to be... You know, that's a partnership that I think has so much really cool potential with Nintendo and Lego to see what they end up doing with all that stuff. Oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. So, I have a, a good friend of mine that... I know from San Jose, and uh, she's in, I think she lives in Florida now. But anyways, she works, for, maybe not Florida. Oh, it was the know. Home Alone set. Oh, that's what that's it was. That's the one it was, yeah. 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 So uh, my friend, I realized the other day, she works for Hasbro. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, you know, I'm not the per. I don't want to take advantage of anybody or anything, but she had mentioned to me that, hey, if you see anything that you want, let me know. And they have a Black Series Boba Fett helmet. Huh. So I'm trying to see if there's any way to get a little bit of discount on that. And the the way the whole thing came up is because I had this flash of, oh, yeah, you work at Hasbro. And I asked her about the uh, Back to the Future DeLorean. Oh. And she says a bunch of people asked the same thing. And they I guess Walmart really screwed up bad. Oh, really? Well, because they, they, they had a limited edition yeah, yeah, Walmart yeah. 1985, right? I guess they the website was screwed up. And then they sold out in like two minutes. Oh, so you sucks. couldn't even get onto the website most people couldn't and like if you got lucky and stumbled onto it that's how you ended up getting one i'm looking at the uh, hasbro brands they have star wars kenner parker brothers milton bradley among others yeah gi joe gi joe transformers yeah star wars yeah i mean they don't have like there's i don't know there's not what the original name for hasbro is uh the original name was the hassenfeld brothers oh really yeah interesting when in the, when was this? When was it established? I'm looking at the Wikipedia now. Oh, well, that's interesting. Let's go to the history. Three Polish Jewish brothers, Herman, Hillel, and Henry Hassenfeld, founded Hassenfeld Brothers in Providence, Rhode Island in 1923. Wow. A company selling textile remnants. What? Over the next two decades, the company expanded to produce pencil cases and school supplies. In 1926, Hassenfeld Brothers was incorporated. Hillel left for another textile business while Henry took charge of the corporation. They began making their own pencils when their pencil supplier began making pencil cases as well. Okay. <laughs> and then it started coming out with modeling <laughs> clay and then doctor and nurse kits as their first toys. 
And then by 1942, they became primarily a toy company. Huh. That's interesting. Didn't know that they were a textile company. Well, so yeah, well, and that's actually really like selling textile remnants. So yeah, wouldn't the textile company themselves just sell their own remnants? Why do you need a middleman for that? I don't uh, understand. Yeah. I don't really know a lot about the textile business. This is why we're not in that industry. Yeah, right. I know people that are. Do you? Yeah, yeah. My uh, friend Matt's wife, she uh, she works, oh, I can't remember the name of the company, but they do like fabric designs oh, and cool. super rad stuff. Yeah, yeah, she tried, I think she was working on getting stuff in the, a building that you've been in before, but I don't think they got the, the oh, job. whatever. Yeah, yeah, super cool. I, it's really neat to see all that stuff. So Hasbro, huh? Hasbro, Yeah. Do they have like friends and family day or something where you can go buy stuff? I don't know. You should find out. I mean, I, yeah. I, also, I don't even know if there's anything that's min- I'm interested in, but. Nerf guns. Nerf would be good. Power wheels would be fun too because you can modify those with like drill batteries and different yeah. motors and you can make those go pretty quick. Mostly Nerf guns. Yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, I was looking at, at all the stuff that Hasbro has and. Nerf was the thing that jumped off the page yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah. And the, that one, I just, I'm, I'm a really big fan. Like a lot of people love Boba Fett. So the helmet would be cool for a display piece. You wouldn't wear it? No. Why not? First off, it probably wouldn't fit my head. My giant noggin. Uh, Cause I don't think any, I mean, they're built for like kids that are like 17 at the most, right? I don't 18. know though, but with Star Wars fans, you know, like when you're building something that your audience is well, quite varied in age. We was, uh, I was at Disneyland, obviously. This is, you know, before pre-COVID, yeah. yeah, pre-COVID. And they have, uh, there's like in the, in the Star Wars area, they've got all these, you know, different, they're well, not a lot, but they have different merch stands. And one of them has like X-wing helmets. Okay. And I went to put one on and it like stopped at my temples basically. And it wouldn't pull down. Oh, there was no way. Huh. And I, I was like, Oh, and the, the woman walked over. She goes, here, try this one. This is like a size big. I was like, oh, okay. Nope. Still wouldn't fit. Wouldn't fit <laughs> over my ears. Yeah. And it's, I don't even have that big of a head. I wear like a seven and a half hat. I have a huge head. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wear a size eight hat. And like when I played. Yeah. Which is massive. Yeah. When I played football in high school, my helmet curved, went oh, straight yeah. and then yeah. curved back I down. I remember talking about yeah. that. That's pretty funny. So how do you, do you find it that it's easier or harder to buy hats that are size eight? It's easier because not that Because nobody wants work. them. Yeah. The only downside is, is there's not as many made. Right. So it's like when you go shoe shopping. Yeah. Right. I wear like a size 13 in some shoes. So. When you go to the shoe store, they might they might have like four pairs of a size ten or a size eleven, but then when you get to 12, 13, it gets yeah. one pair or two yeah. pairs. So sometimes it gets a little harder, but it's I've survived. Yeah, I wear like eleven and a half, twelve in shoes. And yeah, I've actually found that to your point, it's sometimes easier to get the shoe you want because there's less people that right. want them. Yeah, it, it's weird. Like the the Nike skateboarding stuff, like I'll wear a size twelve, mm-hmm. but then like a Nike like like running shoe, like the Metcons and stuff, like the 12 is too small and they don't have a half size in those. So I go to a 13. Yeah. So it's just hit and miss. It just depends on the shoe. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's what's always frustrating. Like it's funny. Some dress shoes are like 10 and a half, 11. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Sneakers are like 12. Yeah. Like Chuck Taylor. I think I'm a size 11 and a Chuck. Yeah. Which is those, those are, man, those are hard to wear all day. I like them. But. The, when they redid them like a couple years back with the, the Nike insoles and, uh-huh. and then, and the padded tongue, that made a huge difference. But they, those were called like the Chuck Taylor twos, uh-huh. but then they scrapped that whole naming and they gave it a new name and I don't know what the hell it's called anymore. So I haven't bought another pair of Converse. Yeah, whatever. So it's owned by Nike here. now. So it's like, are they really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. When did so, that happen? 
I don't know, five, five years ago, 10 oh. years ago. It's been a while. I had no idea. Yep. Huh. Oh. The things you've learned. That's it's right. It's been an educational day for you. Oh, it is so educational. We learned about the Hassenfeld brothers. That's right. We, we learned, learned about Nike owning yep. Converse. I learned that you have a first edition Bronco on order. That's true. Well, it's reserved. Reserved on order. Mm, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. You're a hundred dollars lighter. For, yeah, temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's nothing, you know what, you, you know what else you learned? There's nothing exciting happening in my life. You almost bought a sofa. Is that exciting? That's such adult, like... I don't know. Rough. I mean, what if you got one of those fancy sofas with the electronic power footrest reclining mechanism uh, or I don't the, the flip-over armrest that has a little phone and the refrigerator inside? There, I did see... So I did see one that was mid-century modern style, which yeah. is what What's all your my stuff here is, is yeah. right? Mid-century modern style, but it had... A you know those like really ugly sewn on remote pockets on yeah, the side. Yeah. It had one of those, and Ugh. it had a USB outlets somewhere. Why? Dude, when I was looking for furniture for my mom, and so she needed a new bed, and so I was looking for one, and one of the beds actually had USB ports built into the side of the bed, so you could plug in your tablet or your phone or whatever into the bed. Yeah, like down, like the, the side yeah, rail yeah. area. That's bizarre. My, although my nightstands, and they're same deal, mid-century modern, they have USB. Yeah. Which is... Makes sense, because you put your phone next to your Yeah, it's actually you. pretty convenient. Um, but you can, well, you can also take them off if you didn't want them. They just unscrew. Did you want them? They're on there. <laughs> yeah. I've got my one, you know, my Kindle and my... There you go. Yeah, that's it. And your personal massager. It's all plugged yeah. in USB. Dude, those like... <laughs> Those therapy massage gun things? Oh, yeah, the Theragun? They're like 350 bucks. I have one. Do you really? Yeah, we got it as a Christmas gift, and it was just, it's amazing. I think it just beats you to submission, but it works. I don't know what brand it is, but my mom happened to be at one of her friend's houses, and yeah. their, their daughter's friend, so the daughter and the friend happened to be there, too. Yeah. And my mom was talking about something, and the girl goes, oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm the rep for, I can't remember if it was Theragun, but it's one of those. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'll just send you one. So my mom got one for free. Brad, is it silver? No, it's black. Okay, the one I have is it's it's silver and then it has like attachments. It's got one that's like a like a a dense foam ball. Yeah. Then it's got like a little flat like paddle. Right. And then it's got one that looks like a, a tuning fork. It's got like two big plastic nubs on it. Yep. And uh, yeah, they they hurt so good. Yeah. Like if you have like a pulled shoulder or something tight, it's just. I've been contemplating one, but I just I can't. So I just I have a foam roller and I. Yeah, the so foam roller works. They foam, do work. Foam roller and a uh, a lacrosse ball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and just rolling around on the wall or on right. the ground with a lacrosse ball for like right. your shoulder, back, ribs. Like those are great. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So old school. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I would like. I guess I would like one, but then would I use it? I would probably abuse it. It's just. Yeah. Like then you're just all the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it would be terrible, but. All right. Well, I guess uh, with that really strange conversation about personal massagers, about personal massagers, yes, but used appropriately. Yes, yes, with your clothes mostly on. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, how, look, you don't want to snag all your back hair on the massager. So. Well, no, but you don't want your shirt to get like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra- what is Wrinkled, that? Like, knotted up. It. Yeah. Right. So you know, I mean, you just do do it how you need to do it. There you go. Do whatever makes you happy, just and doesn't creep out the people that can see you or hear you. <laughs> I mean, you hear you moaning. Oh, did they? I mean, they've they the one my mom has. You can turn that thing up uh-huh. like to the point where it's almost like overly painful. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the frequency is pretty yeah. The, high. the one we have has four levels, and we use it at two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can't imagine. But it's nice that you've got that random massager hookup now. Yeah, well, I guess. I mean, or your mom does, I guess. No, I don't think she does. I think it was just a nice thing. Mom's, somebody neighbor's, did. sister's, friend. But maybe you get like friends and family like the Hasbro deal. Yeah, probably not. More toys. Huh? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I got a couch to buy. No, just kidding. Not buying a couch. That's my my revelation. Yeah, your couch looks fine. It's, uh, it's fine. Yeah. It just it pills a little bit. Yeah. The fabric sucks. Well, I mean, stop wearing corduroy and sliding around on the sofa so much. You'll be fine. And I, You know what? Don't make me buy some corduroy pants. Oh, it's corduroy shorts. Oh, those OP ones? Yeah. And the powder blue? The old school? Like, what are they? Is OP still around? Five inch? Probably. I don't yeah, know. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, I'm going to Ocean Pacific. Uh, it's probably owned by some investment corporation somewhere that owns the brand, but not the actual, like, factories or whatever they used. OceanPacific.com. Well, of course. Yeah, man. But it's look like, at that. This looks very... But it's like your your watch, you know, the Shark watch. Like, yeah. that brand, I don't know if it's been the same ownership since the 80s, but it's the brand is still around. Well, it's weird because their website has nothing on it, so I'm not really sure. Uh, Ocean Pacific Corduroy Shorts is a thing that people also... Oh, yeah, dude, you get them. But are they new or vintage? Uh, oh, they're Catons and stuff. They're not oh. actual Ocean Pacific. Yeah. eBay. You gotta get them on eBay. Hmm. I am not going to be buying shorts off of eBay. Yeah, nobody wants to see a testicle come out of a short leg. Well, not only that, but like, why are you buying somebody else's used nasty shorts? Well, they're vintage. If they're not in production anymore, I mean, you can't buy new old stock 1982 corduroy shorts. Yeah, but I do think it's a little a little weird. But you uh, have a layer of fabric between the shorts and your junk. No, I think you, you I don't. Think, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I mean, no, I do. You Wait. want that snug, mm. seamless fit? Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> no. There's certain things. Like, would you buy used underwear? Hell no. Yeah, no. But they sell it at a thrift store. Do they? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh. I know they sell them in vending machines in Japan, but that's a whole Yeah, different... that's a different... Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that conversation is funny because I was at the cantina, Olga's Cantina or whatever it's called, in Star Wars Land and Disneyland, and the woman sitting next to us... There was a, so they kind of, sometimes they'll seat you at communal tables. Right. And I was with a couple friends and then these two guys sat down and these two women sat down. She actually had a rad shirt on. It was the Trooper. Okay. Iron Maiden. All right. Right. It was like that album cover, but it was a Stormtrooper. Oh. So anyways, we, I don't know how we all end up talking, but something about Japan and then she got all offended and oh, you know, panties and vending machines on every corner. It's not family friendly. I was like, yeah, cause they're just everywhere. Yeah. I was like, I've been to Japan. I've never seen them. Yeah, I've been to Japan 30 times, and I don't think I've come across a vending machine. Yeah. You'd have, have to go them, find them. I have found them in convenience stores. Not used ones, but you can buy underwear in a convenience oh, store. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But yeah. that's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this lady was upset. Oh. For no reason. She's a Karen. Probably. She probably doesn't like to wear a mask. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Those people. Yeah, those folk. So, whatever. Okay, before we get too angry at people, we should probably get the heck out of here. So we can be angry in real Oh, no, no. So we can get some ice cream so we're not angry at people That's in real life. right. Ah, oh, at the beginning we talked about ice cream. We're going to close it out by talking about ice cream. Let's go get some ice cream. All right, let's go. All right, man. Good to see you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups Podcast, and for this, we apologize. <laughs>